0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the How to Be Great podcast. Here live tonight on YouTube Live, or if you are listening at another point or watching another point, you are very, very welcome as well. I'm Rob Nicholl, and joining me uh, to my virtual nest, there he is. Oh, there he is over there. So showbiz Paul Benson. How you doing, Paul?
1: Hello, Rob. How you doing, mate? Hello, everyone listening and watching live, or listening later, or however you're uh, getting involved with this podcast. Hello. Um, I don't know it's hard isn't it when you when you've got listeners and viewers and live and non-live you never know how to address people
0: it's 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 an absolute nightmare of of tenses it's <laughs> yeah, an, an absolute minefield you might say but uh, you yeah, you <laughs> you're, you're, you're all very welcome great to uh, have you here and uh, do say hello if you're joining us uh, whether it's uh, participating with the topic that we're talking about tonight or just say hello and tell us that you're there. It's always nice to hear from you. Um, This won't be quite so interaction-driven as the quiz is when we do the quiz on uh, Sunday night, because obviously that very, very much uh, needs to have everybody uh, coming in and out. But as far as tonight goes, yeah, we well, would be lovely to see you uh, and say hello and uh, chime in as we go. But broadly speaking, we'll push on with our topic, which is a bit of a cracker tonight. It's one I've been looking forward to for a long time. We're talking yes. individual tag team wrestling, if that doesn't sound too much of a, a contradiction in terms, but we will get there shortly. Um, we have to address something from last week, of course, first of all, is that uh, where the hell, where the heck were you last week letting me down? I had, to draft in a, I had to draft in a mystery partner. Well, what can I say, mate? You know, you need, when you've got a
1: talent like Chris Hatch, you need to let the guy off his leash now and again. Um, you know, the world demanded Hatchamania and I gave it to them. And I also <laughs> might have been
0: out with my wife <laughs> having a meal either or all, all week. Yeah. Well, Paul, Paul was unavailable. He was on assignments last week. So uh Chris Hatch yes, stood was. in for me. But it was very, very appropriate, actually, that, uh, that Chris made it because he was uh, he was our mystery partner in a week where we were talking mystery partners and mystery opponents. Chris and I came up with our top five uh, and then when it was over to everybody else to decide who the winner was from that top five, before we get into that, Paul, because you're going to give us yeah. the answers, the, uh, uh, what, uh, who won out in the end as being the best ever mystery partner slash opponent, but uh, you obviously watched back or listened back, I don't know how you did the, uh, your um, catching up with the podcast last week, how did you feel about our top five? Would you have disagreed very much with what we came up with? Um do you know what I wouldn't
1: have gone a million miles away actually I think well you asked me didn't I before I listened what you thought my top 5 were um and I think I would have agreed with the vast majority so I'm just pulling up your top 5 now cuz I can't recall I can only recall four of the five actually so I'm just reminding myself okay yeah there it was um yeah I think the only one I didn't really consider of uh, the five yeah, was I warrior, um... uh, some some. Okay, yeah should explain everybody it's okay good cool.
0: No, go on, you go, you go. No, sorry, no, I was just going to, I was going to fill while you were uh, looking it up, but uh, you, you came in anyway. That's a nice <laughs> mug you're drinking out of, Paul Benson. What was that?
1: It's my Undertaker mug. It is yes, uh, my WWE, WWE Euroshop
0: Undertaker mug. Can you see that? Let me I see. I, it I like it very much. I would like to, I would like to have one of those. And, and well, I believe that there'll be late, later, later on in the podcast, we may or may not, have a bit of information but stay tuned um yes back to this top five um for those of you that are not watching for those of you that are just listening paul is doing some lovely modeling with a big mug uh whereas well, i'm drinking cider out of a glass which is uh, my normal way of being anyway this top five um let, let us yeah. know what uh, what the voting was like
1: mate it was um it was unanimous um really well there was two there was there was literally only um two of the five got any votes whatsoever um we had about 30 like votes in total which is um which is a nice number and um, and they all went to either hulk hogan at the bash of the beach which was top second was ultimate warrior at SummerSlam in 1988 and everything else got zero
0: Um undertaker of survivor, who's got nothing well well i agree i mean to be fair if you listen to the podcast uh, for those of you that listen last week you know, I was a little bit anti that going, even going on to me. Undertaker at Survivor Series 1990 is a little bit Stone Cold Steve Austin winning the King of the Ring. It's a huge, big point on the waymark of the career. But was it the biggest? You know, surprise? Did it have that big impact? No one knew who he was. Do you know what I mean? It came. To, it, it was perfectly booked, but it wasn't that. Oh my God! Hogan just turned on uh, Savage and, and Luger and Sting. Oh my God! Undert- uh, Ultimate Warrior just won the title out of nowhere. It didn't have that big epic, you know. That to me, so that was my my no. reason for un- for not pushing Undertaker. We allowed it in the top five in the end, but I kind of feel uh, that um, it was about the right decision to uh, to not quite get to get too many votes. But I did expect Hogan to win. Um, the reason that we did the podcast, particularly last week, because it was the anniversary uh, of um, Hulk Hogan and the Bash at the Beach. And look at that! Upon me a word. As I say that, we have a little comment in the in, in the chat from Rich Pemberton, Richie PP, who is one hey. of certainly Great Britain's biggest Hulkamaniacs, if not the world. So, what a lovely bit of timing!
1: There we go. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're absolutely. Uh, you're absolutely right. He. Um, there was no other choice to win. Really, it was. It was a history-making, industry-changing mystery partner. Um, so, yeah, it's it's spot on. Spot on. So you guys did well and the audience did well in, in picking the winner of the five.
0: Yes, well done, everybody. It's a, it's, a, it's a young Mr. Grace situation from Are You Being Served. We've all done very well. Anyway, let's move on uh to this week's. Um, what we're doing this week is we are talking about the best individual uh tag team wrestler. Because what we mean by that is not necessarily... Someone that wrestled... sorry, there's more than one person in the chat telling us that we're the wrong way around again, Paul. People aren't <laughs> happy with this Anton Deck situation. So well, those on. of you that are watching on the YouTube will see that I am on the left and Paul is on the right, which is it's the wrong way around. Give us a second. How's oh, that, everyone? It. There we go, there we go. Is everybody <laughs> happy now? Hello, everyone. My name is Showbiz Paul Benson, and with me is that. <laughs> loser to my right and my left Rob McNichol actually we should say we do need to stipulate something for everybody that if you're wondering not only were we the wrong way around on the on the video um just before we went on air we actually had the, a, a wrestling match between the two of us and it was a beard versus hair match and it was a draw um so I've lost the whiskers and Paul's lost his barnet and uh, and then we came on air to say hello to all of you and uh, yep. I should also say, because I'm surprised Paul hasn't picked up on it already. Uh, I'll address it right now. The amount of times I give him a stick for wearing uh, American football jerseys and um, what else have you had on before? Ice hockey jerseys Ice and stuff hockey. like that. Yep. I have a T-shirt on it which says, Be- mine, mine says Belgium Championship Football. <laughs> so I'm oh just, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a soccer oh shirt. But it doesn't. It's uh, professing love for Belgium. Um, anyway, nice. I'm it for a... Uh, A World Cup a couple of years ago, in which I had Belgium to win the World Cup about six years ago. Anyway, let us move on to tonight's uh, actual reason why we're here, which is the podcast. Best individual tag team wrestler. So what we mean by that is not Shawn Michaels because he ended up being one of the greatest wrestlers of all time and came from the Rockers. Not Bret Hart because he was in the Hart Foundation and went on to become the best there is, etc., Now, we might discuss those people. We're not ruling them out. But we're talking about the people who their expertise was as a tag team wrestler, their legacy. You'll probably say, what was so-and-so good at? And you'll say, tag team wrestling. Because it is an art. It is something different. It's something that's come and gone and in different promotions. I mean, right now, they're talking about AEW and saying, is the AEW tag team ranks as good a tag team ranks as we've seen in a very, very long time. They said the same thing in TNA about 10 years ago. There's lots of different companies that often see tag team wrestling as a bit of an art. And the further you go back in history, you'll see it in different territories. It comes and goes. It's come and and gone in the WWE slash WWF. Paul, I think it's going to be an interesting topic. I've got a massive, massive long list that we need to rattle through. Um, But before we start, your sort of take on the topic, as it were. Yeah, so obviously uh, it's another one where it's not the most uh, obvious
1: of topics to explain, but I think once you go into the weeds on it, it's, it's, it, it speaks for itself. So there's been so many good tag teams out there um, over the years, you know, the usual suspects that we all talk about. There's also been to- loads of guys that started off in tag teams and gone on to have single success. Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels being the two most obvious examples, but there are tons. But are they the best, were they, you know, were they the best in tag teams or were they just happened to be the best wrestlers of all time starting in tag teams? There's a big difference. Tag teams, tag, I've got a big soft spot for tag team wrestling. In a lot of ways, I prefer it to singles wrestling, but it's an art form into itself. And you need to be of a certain ilk. You need a certain makeup. And some guys have done it in more than one team. Some guys have been a part of more than one Excellent, world-class, all-time team. Some have been even better, but only in one team. And I suppose it's going to be really interesting as we get into it. You know, what's more important—doing it, you know, being an all-elite team, you know, Hall of Fame-level team just once, or being excellent a couple of times with a couple of different partners? Because there's examples of both that we're going to put up. Um, and I just think it's a really interesting discussion. Like, there's a few when I put the graphic up. I obviously I missed off a few that I wanted to discuss. I put a few in there that might prompt a few catcalls. I got them. Um, but there was a couple that you
0: subsequently mentioned on the Twitter feed that I was like, oh, yeah, I never thought of those guys. Do you know what? I think this is one of the reasons why this is going to be very, very interesting is I've sort of come up with a bit of a, I have an unofficial top six or seven that I've got in my mind. I often come in with a top five or six to pitch and then you often come up with ideas or last week hatch had ideas and then you talk about it and you go oh, okay and you change your mind i would yeah. say my my top five plus two or three other strong choices none of them were on your graphic interesting i interesting. don't have anyone on your graphic in my top six or seven and that is not to say that the wow. people that were on the graphic do not deserve to be in the conversation they will all be in the conversation but my instinct did not put any of those people on I don't know whether you made the graphic in two minutes because you didn't have much time, whether they were the eight pictures that you had closest to hand <laughs> or whether they're the eight people that you want to go with, but we'll talk about lots of people or we'll try to really, really rattle through because um we don't have a set time for the podcast, folks, but we it's normally not far off of about ninety minutes um so that would be sort of our aim sort of about an hour and a quarter hour and a half. you do know us sometimes we go a bit longer um but that will uh, our intention is so if you're just joining us at the top of this show roughly speaking. Um, we would hope to be done by about nine o'clock if you're joining us live. But once again, fire some um, comments in the chat. Just to mention uh, a couple of ones that have already been mentioned in the chat. I've already seen. Uh, sorry, we have to do the uh, finger on the on the screen thing here. But I've already seen Buff Bagwell be mentioned. I've already seen um, beautiful, the beautiful Bobby Eaton. I assume that Will Kitchen means I've seen Edge mentioned, and I've also seen Raul Jimenez mentioned. Uh, he does play up front for Wolverhampton <laughs> Wanderers, as opposed to being a tag team wrestler. But I, I imagine well, he, he did just he put did Wolverhampton up front, according to Matt Barber. He's a great tag team with Yogo Jota. So he wore, he
1: wore. Do you remember he wore a custom Sin Cara mask? His big mates were Sin Cara, and Sin Cara gave him a mask that he wore to celebrate a couple of times. So is an honorary member of the Lucha House Party. Okay,
0: should we start with Sin Cara? Is he in our top five?
1: He's not. No.
0: I, I think Raul Jimenez of, has got a bad n- chance. The 1995 Royal Rumble is, uh, I, b- I believe it was one of the heavenly bodies run into the ring. And Jerry Lawler says, I like this guy. And Vince says, you like him? Is he going to win the Royal Rumble? He goes, I don't like him that much. Uh, so that was a bit of uh, one of that was those responses there for uh, for uh, for Sin Cara. Um, the last thing I'll say before we get into some names individually, uh, to follow on from what Paul said before, part of we don't really have a strict set of uh, rules here on this one. We can take this chat however we want. But it's very much a case of uh, the person proving their point. I think over a period of time is fair, whether it's more than one team or just one team, that's a different matter. But you can say, wow, this guy in this tag team for that three months, amazing. You go, well, that's probably not going to be enough. You're going to have to prove this over a long period of time. Um, But uh, maybe there might be uh, an argument for saying it's one person who was in one team and he carried that team. In fact, I'll tell you what, we'll start there. We'll start there because I think we've had I've, – I've, I've coupled a few together on my list. of I've got a list of about 30 names in front of me. Whether we want to get through all of them, I don't know. Um, but the, the three that I've got that people have mentioned, because what we do, folks, is we put this out on Twitter and Facebook, and we want to get your mentions uh, as well as just coming up with the, the ones ourselves so they can go into the topic. Um, and I would say three that have been mentioned who I would associate with one team predominantly, but they have been put forward. In fact, I've got four of them. I would say people have mentioned Dynamite Kid. They've mentioned mm-hmm. Scott Steiner. They've mentioned Ricky Morton. And they've mentioned Bubba Ray Dudley or Bully Ray, uh, depending on your your preference. Four interesting names. Is it harsh on Davey Boy Smith, on Rick Steiner, on Robert Gibson and on Devon Dudley that people have mentioned those, those other four? Does that mean those four are the stronger well, names? What do you think? Well... But you could you could
1: look at that. If you take Dynamite Kid specifically, if you're going to pick one of the Bulldogs as the uh, as a great tag team wrestler, it's not Dynamite. And that's not to say he's a good not a good one, but it, you know he did it in the Bulldogs and he was excellent. Um, but I'd say the British Bulldog was just as good in that team, and then went on and did it with Owen Hart, arguably to an even greater degree um, down the line. So. I wouldn't. I would say that's a fair comparison between the two. My my vote would go with Davey Boy every day in terms of great as greatness as a tag team wrestler. There, but having said that, you Dudley Boy is a great a, a great example. They're one of my favorite teams of all time, and, and of the two, I think Bully Ray is the better of the two, um, and he's I think he's proved that over time. However, I think it's where he's going to suffer. And teams like um, the Road Warriors, Legion of Doom, they're going to suffer in that the two are so intrinsically linked as a team. And the strength of that team didn't come from an individual. It came from the collective. It's probably mm-hmm. another re- reason I wouldn't consider Shawn Michaels because the Rockers fall into the same bracket for me. That I find it very difficult to pick one of those two to say, to say they were, you know, they were the, the stronger in the team. And so Shawn Michaels, you know, didn't do it, but like, it's you i don't think you could put one ahead of the other and if they haven't then gone on to do it with another team i don't think
0: you can i don't think you can include one without the other and therefore i don't think you can include either
1: frankly i think
0: i think you might be right and i think it might be one of the reasons we end up going towards people that have done it in multiple teams um because they've kind of proven that they can do it time and time and time again being successful and what i will also say is that um perhaps a lot of the people that are going to come up here are the kind of people that you feel have got everything uh, that should make a top star, except maybe either the X factor or maybe the, the vocal skills or the character you feel uh, most of the people on my list are good wrestlers, solid, dependable, never let you down. Can't see through them, but they're just lacking something. There's just a reason why they're not, top tier world champ. Not many of mine have been world champ. Few of them have, but most of them are just that level down. And I think we're going to come on to uh, a few of them as we go along. So I think that kind of lays the groundwork, but anyone else that you want to sort of bring up early doors, not to say I'm pushing out any of those suggestions because, you know, Ricky Morton, for example, you know, man alive. Like if you ever saw someone that epitomised what that person in the tag team should do, i.e., take the punishment, take the punishment, sell, 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 tag in the other guy ricky morton's your guy but ricky morton is the rock and roll express and the rock and roll express only and i think to pick morton out would be very very harsh on gibson
1: yeah i agree and that's why i think we you know we should there's probably going to be a lot of teams we teams and wrestlers we jettison fairly early on like you know booker t is another great example of a great wrestler but as a tag team he was um very much part of a unit. I'm repeating myself now, but I just think it's a reason why we probably will, we'll probably jettison and burn through quite a few big names that you guys out there might think deserve a little bit more consideration because how good, of how good they are as individuals. But yeah. it might, because their because they're big success has been as an individual rather than a tag team, maybe they won't merit as much consideration. So, you know, you know, Brat Hart, for instance, Exceptional wrestler, Rob's favorite wrestler of all time. The Hart Foundation were a wonderful team, but you know, if you were to list the uh, top ten career moments of Bret the Hitman Hart, I would probably suggest that ten of those,
0: or at the very least nine, probably ten, no, came as a singles wrestler. Uh, I, mean, I think the only one you could argue is the Hart Foundation winning the titles. It's an early, it's a SummerSlam. Is SummerSlam, it. Summer Slam. Exactly what it's '90. That's exactly what I, That's That's exactly what I was thinking.
1: Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, without giving it too much thought, you could probably think of 10 more iconic, more exciting, more interesting moments as he was a single because he had such a great career.
0: Best Bret Hart moment is a podcast for another day on maybe next year's Canada Day yeah. slash Bret's birthday. So uh, yeah. in about 51 weeks time, we'll do that uh, as, a, as a podcast. Um, you mentioned Booker T. Actually, I think Booker T. I would have at a slight level above some of the ones we've already mentioned because, again, I feel like Booker T's done it a few times. Um, as in, obviously, Harlem Heat is the one you associate, but you know, you can say yeah. Book, actually Booker T. and Scott Steiner were a good team in in TNA. Uh, Booker T. and Gold Dust was a lot of fun. Um, there has Booker been a lot Fantastic. T yeah.
1: Booker T. and, and Gold Dust. I, I didn't even recall Booker T. and Scott Steiner. Um, I do recall Booker T and Rob Van Dam briefly because that was always my team yeah, when, I, when I played Smackdown. Here comes the pain. I always put them together but um, <laughs> and then they manifested in real life. So, you know, you always remember silly things like that. And, but yeah, I, I just don't think Book, you know, Booker T and Golds were great for a cup of coffee, um, but they didn't do anything long term. So again, it's not, Booker T not, is not my guy in terms of tank teams. Whereas, you know, we could talk about him now or later if you like, but I think both Edge and Christian merit conversation. A because they were so such distinct individuals as part of that team, but B they did other things as part of teams, other other uh, times.
0: So okay, I think, let's, you know, they let's do them now. Let's do them now. Um, okay. Uh, who was it mentioned? Chris Higgins is in the chat. Chris Chris said, "Edge podcast over." He said uh, seven minutes into the podcast, we could have had an early night. Um, but we are going to have to discuss other people. <laughs> to me, if we go into this, and I love Christian, and I think you know Jay Riso is a great talent, a nice fella. Um, but if we were doing, unless we put both of them in the top five, I think it's Edge over Christian. I don't, I don't think there's a discussion on that. Not for their contributions to Edge and Christian or Christian and Edge, as Howard Finkel always said. But I can't think of another Christian tag team. I don't mean a Christian tag team like, you know, you know, Sting and Shawn Michaels. I mean, Christian's tag team other than Christian and Edge. Like, I know he was with Jericho for a little bit, Tyson Tomko, there's Christian Coalition in in TNA. But I don't think of Christian slash someone else as a partnership. I only think of Edge and Christian. However, Edge, I mean, I've got written down here, Edge has won the tag team titles with Rey Mysterio, Chris Jericho, Christian, Hogan, Benoit, Orton. You know, a lot of different people that Edge has won the titles with. And this is not all about titles, folks. It's about how you, you know, you are as a partnership. But that's a lot of people that you can name, and you can go into depth with, you know, Edge and Benoit is not that like, the greatest team of all time, but they were pretty good when they were together. The story of him wanting to team with Hogan because he was a whole Colcomaniac, it worked. You know, him and Jericho yeah. as a as a group together worked, and then when they split up for a match itself, Orton obviously the rated RKO, and now like what that spawned this year. You know, just, there's a lot of depth to Edge, and, added to the fact that he's in one of the greatest tag teams ever if we were doing top five tag teams ever blanket edge and christian would be in the conversation so i think the fact that he's in one of the greatest tag teams ever and you can point to all the other ones he's been in and what he offers to those teams he might end up being the best wrestler as in the one that's experienced the most been the best world champion and so forth that ends up in this list as far as i'm concerned
1: well look, i wouldn't um i wouldn't dismiss christian so quickly. Um okay. I think Christian did a lot a lot of good stuff. Um no I'm going to jump to the, jump ahead and say ultimately I do agree with you that Edge should be the, the one out of the two. But you know not not to discount Christian's effort because he was in some good tag teams. He, you know, he had the, you mentioned it the one with Chris Jericho, um, which was a really good team, did great work together. Um a snivelly heel team, kind of, you know, arguably quite similar to Edge and Christian, but they were together for a good long time and had a great arc and then had a good, you know, a good breakup. I was about to say good feud to end it, but the feud wasn't brilliant. But the breakup was at uh, WrestleMania 20. It didn't really, didn't really go on beyond there very well. But um, the other one to mention is the, the team he had with Lance Storm, which yeah, was, again, a very good team. Again, I don't think it's quiet enough to get in there, but I just didn't want to brush him under the carpet completely. Whereas where Edge, I think you're absolutely right, is, is, is head and shoulders above. And I'll tell you why I think that is, is because I think Edge – as a character and edge as a wrestler is very malleable i think edge because his character is um what's the word i'm looking for um it's not so defined that it has you know like the undertaker is a defined character right there's not that far you can go with undertaker without making big shifts in character same with hulk hogan same with Bret hart as we said whereas edge was Edge's character after his initial sort of goth phase in his very early days and the whole vampire stuff, he was a guy, right? He was a guy that had different motivations at different points in his career, but he was a bloke uh, who could be who could be shifted and moved. And, you know, you could believe in changing personality and, you know, and molding his personality to who he was with. And he did. You mentioned all those teams he was with. Christian, obviously, he was by far, far the most successful, one of the best of all time. But then... You know, I always remember his team with Rey Mysterio. It became sort of this earnest pair of good guys that were great wrestlers and who wanted to win the titles. They were very much the foils for the two heel teams, or the heel and the tweener team in that Ooh. field where you had Los Coeros and Angle and, uh, and Benoit. Um, but it but it, it, it really worked. And then, again, you had the Hogan thing where he played, um second fiddle, I guess, to Hogan. He played the the uh, apprentice to Hogan's master. So that was another different way of doing things. And then when he was with Benoit again, that was that was slightly different. He, he was the frustrated, jaded, um, angry partner that wasn't really into the team, he was just into success. Um, and that was quite short lived i am I w I'm I'm not sure. I'm, I don't think we're missing any significant teams that Edge has been in. I could be wrong, but um, but the point is. Edge can do so much, um, and he can be he can be so much. He can be a different foil to any different. Oh, sorry, I missed the Randy Orton team completely. It was the one in the back oh, and I missed. missed I missed. Again, I did, I did, okay. I didn't mention you it. you caught it. So yeah, I know you did. Yeah. Um, but the point is, he he can be anything you want. You put him with anybody, uh, and he can. Oh, Chris Jericho. He was tag team champion with Chris Jericho as well. Uh, very 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 briefly um but you can make edge or no, no, oh, make that well. be whatever he wants do sorry apologies
0: um so i think i think what edge I, has to be what absolutely I would say, in what i would say with edge is, is not not just from a tag team perspective but if you also think of there's certain people a good example is it's something we'll look into when we get to the weekend and, and we have um uh, drew versus ziggler you know, when you see that you know, Ziggler's career is often divide, defined by other people. You know, who's been around him and and you know what it's needed. Some people need that person with them. And Edge, as far as Edge is concerned, it might be Christian, it might be Randy Orton or Jericho as a or unit, but it also might be um Lita or it might be Vicky Guerrero or look you know, Edge succeeds with people around him. Edge needs and I'm not this is not to denigrate. I think Adam Copeland is an absolute you Know almost top tier performer of all time. He's a mega yep. star, and he deserves to be. I love him. At the pieces he works well with other people around him that doesn't work so well for for an Austin or a Hogan or a Brett or a you know, a Cena. You know, they don't need the other person with them a manager, a sidekick, a valet, a wife. They don't absolutely they Austin and De- Austin, Austin and Deborah like just what it just didn't work, did it? And it's like some people just need to be their own person, and some people play their character off of others and i think edge is a a great example for that and that's when we get into our chat of tag team wrestling edge knows how to not only shine but to allow the person that's with him whether it's a tag partner or you know a second um to shine so um, as far as i'm concerned edge goes very strongly into the into the discussion for the top five we often say there's a bit of a, a bit of a gatekeeper position do you pencil them in as a number five? He may end up being even higher than that. But I'm saying that you put some, so for everyone from now on, when we talk about them, do they get in above edge? Are they edge level? They've got to be this high, Adam Copeland high, you know, to get into the top five reckoning, uh, you kind of feel. Um, I kind of in, have instigated everyone really so far. Let's uh, fire me another name.
1: Okay. Um, let's stay with Canada and let's go. Um, one interesting, you said you wouldn't consider, but I think he's bang up there. Uh, Owen
0: Hart. Okay, Um, I mean, listen, I love Owen Hart. Um, We talked in very glowing terms about him the other week in terms of uh, we named him as our top pick for the king of the ring, best ever king of the ring. And you agreed as as the public, you voted for him. Um, So, you know, Paul and I clearly are Owen Hart fans. Um, I just, again, I think just I loved Owen and Bulldog. Great team, great fun. And Owen um, really played off of, of that well. We talked last week about the surprise opponents or surprise partners about Yoko Zuna, The Owen-Yoko thing was fun. I just never felt that either of those two things lasted a, a stupid long time or was never really on top. And I'm certainly never... I'm not going to talk about, you know, high energy doesn't fit in there. Owen and Jarrett later on, but it kind of felt it was lost in the shuffle of things. I think Owen... To me, Owen Hart is definitely top 20, maybe top 10. Well, I wouldn't have him for top five. I think there's going to end up being... I certainly wouldn't talk him down. I think you can talk in great terms. And Owen was definitely someone that benefited the same as Edge, benefited for other people around him. Owen Hart was a tremendous wrestler, was just and a, a wonderful in-ring character, lacking a little bit on the mic, but just something, you know, having people around him. If he'd have been around 10 years earlier, he would have had a, you know, a manager, wouldn't he? He would have had a, you know, a, a Bobby yeah. Heenan or a Slick or some more Jimmy Hart or someone with him. So, um I think it's a good choice. He might have, been, he might have uh, been a manager 10 years earlier. And even 10 years later, had, uh, you know, you know. obviously it's a, a crying shame. Everything We all know what happened to Owen and it's a terrible thing that you think about all the time. But if it hadn't have happened and Owen was still with us, I'd like to think Owen would still be involved in some capacity. Owen would be a brilliant colour commentator. He'd be a brilliant manager. He'd be a brilliant host. He'd, be a bri- he'd have a great podcast. You know, Owen was, you know, uh, was someone just so great about everything he did um yeah owen would have been terrific and you know it's a obviously it's a huge loss to the world as as, as well as to the wrestling industry i just i just think in in our in our topic today i feel like i can fire you five six seven eight more names than owen that get right to the top of this list that's just my thought but obviously you brought him up so rebut me
1: well i am going to try and make make the case for owen hart you know so you you mentioned the uh his, his early tag teams and they weren't amazing were they there was high energy there was the new foundation but they were okay. High energy well, did its did, it, did its thing. Um, New foundation was just neither here nor there. But high energy had a very defined character. He was he was a high energy jobber, babyface tag team. They did fine, but that was all. Um, it was later on, obviously, that Owen became a thing. And when we talk, and we said at the start of this podcast that some of the best tag team wrestlers are maybe guys that have got ninety percent of of the intangibles they need to be a credible main eventer. Um, just missing that little something, maybe. And I think Owen Hart is exactly that. I think mm. Owen Hart was a guy who was superb, but add that, add someone else to him, who gives him a, a missing ingredient, one of his missing ingredients, and he goes through the stratosphere. And it's almost like, I think that's a really good way to look at it. What you know, who can be, who can be added to, to make the megastars that they can't be on their own. And Owen Hart is right up there with me. So you've got you know, the Yokozuna tag team that shouldn't have worked, right? That tag team was put together to get Yokozuna on the card, back in the mix, but it worked. There were, you know, basically Owen, snivvy little Owen hiding behind his big, massive mate, okay? Then you've got the British Bulldog team, which was one of my favourite teams of all time, just what needs to be said about the chemistry that those guys had and the great matches they put together? It was just just phenomenal. And then there's the Jarrett team, which you dismissed as as lost in the shuffle, but I completely disagree. You know, they were what in like was it ninety eight ninety nine? That's it. Was right up till you know it was. It was ninety eight ninety nine. They were superb. They were a brilliant heel mid card to upper mid card team. They were like you know. A, they were like Edging Christian's dads. Do you know what I mean? They were they were just a slightly old school Edging Christian. I uh, mean, I just thought they were absolutely brilliant. They they, no, they, were, they were the highlight of a program every week. They were entertaining. No. They were great wrestlers. They were great characters. They meshed well. They had natural chemistry. Um, I think Owen was just made for tag teams, or like you said earlier, made for having that foil to bounce off, like Jim Neidhart was for a little bit 94 as well with him. But, I think he's sensational, and he's been the part. He's been a part of two excellent tag teams, you know, and, and one really good one. Is he as good as Edge? Yeah, maybe not. But I think, it, for me, you'd have to convince me to knock him out of that top five. I'm not saying you won't convince me, but you'd have to. You'd have to make a case.
0: Okay, that's fine. That's that's fine. We'll, we'll, but listen, I liked Edge and, and Jarrett. It's just Edge and Jarrett, um, Owen and Jarrett. I just think for me, I, I'm, I'm happily be corrected because. That couple of years is an era where I'm not as sharp on as I could be. But it feels to me that it just didn't last very long. And it feels like there's other teams that you can talk about for years and years and years and years, either falling out and coming back together or whatever. To me, Owen mm-hmm. and Jarrett is so short-lived. Great stuff, lightning in a bottle, but short-lived. And that, to me, is uh, holds it back a wee bit. Yeah. But That's Owen fine. Goes, no, absolutely fine. Owen goes in the chat. Ed, I think Edge and Owen are the two so far. Uh, that go in there. Um, I want, let's burn through a few other names um, because I don't think they're going to reach the five. Um, but let's see if you stop me on any and, and you disagree. These are ones that have been mentioned by people. So apologies if I'm not name-checking everybody. Um, but uh, ones that have already been mentioned that I've seen either in the chat or in the uh, on the Facebook post, on Twitter, um, I'm going to say um, that have been mentioned. Randy Orton, Batista, both Hardys, Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, The Big Show, John Morrison, Ron Simmons. There are a whole bunch that have been mentioned. Some of them are on your on your uh, graphic. Others that have been mentioned by other people. I'm going to f- up front say to me, none of them reach the criteria. Again, not suggesting that any of them are bad choices. We could come up with fifty that are good choices. Our job is to do the top five, and to me, none of those yeah. get to the top five do you have any that you would like to pick me up on um two two um uh, really one
1: that i'd like to make a strong case for and one that i'd like to make uh, a less strong case for ron simmons okay is the is the lesser of the case okay ron simmons he's a funny guy really isn't he because he's a really celebrated wrestler and has had some really high moments but As a singles, he had that run with the WCW Championship, but as a singles, that's it. And it's funny to say, yeah, he won the title and that's it. But beyond that, you know, he was pushed into that main event slot at a time when WCW needed a main eventer. Um, And it didn't hurt them to have a black main eventer,
0: given all that was going on at the time internally. Um, Listen, I I am not, I I don't want to get into a a racial discussion that puts on very, very thin ice. Um, and I'm also not comparing these two individuals as wrestlers, as people, as whatever. But in some ways, when you study the WCW history and you talk about what the decision was made, in some ways, Ron Simmons as WCW champion is the Jinder Mahal of his era. He was it's suddenly pushed. He was suddenly pushed to champion. He lost it, and he went straight back down again. He didn't hang around in the top level. Yeah. It didn't elevate him. He got given the belt. He lost the belt. He went back down again. It just that's all that happened. Bill Watts. Made him the champion. Bill Watts had had great success with Junkyard Dog in in a you know more regional level, and he saw dollar signs in the Black Champion, and that's what Bill Watts went with. Again, it's hard; it's always a bit thorny to do a bit of a you know chat about a racial issue. But sure. I really do think if Ron Simmons was a white guy, he would not have won the title at that stage. It was it was that was the decision that was made. But to your point, we're talking about tag wrestling, and I think when you say certainly, you know, D- Doom were a better team than people remember. APA, certainly. Oh yeah, you know, there's, there's some good tag teams that he was involved with.
1: Well, that's my point. You know, he was involved with two excellent teams, but um, neither team you would call all-time great. But obviously, we all know about how good APA were. The APA or the, the acolytes morphing into the APA were absolute staples, the attitude here. you know. If you, you know, they were the guys that the Edges and the Hardys, uh, the, sorry, the and Christians and the Hardy Boys and whatever needed to to sort of bounce off they were they were the cane in the money in the bank match weren't they because you you needed that you needed that team um, to be grounded ass kickers to effectively let the other guys show what they can do and yeah they got beyond that they became the apa and they had such a great um aura about them and real good characters and they they really stood the test of time Um, and i think they were wonderful as would doom doom were really really good in a different era doom were you know your old school demolition legion of doom style big ass kicking masked at first and then subsequently unmasked badass (laughs) um and and i am a mark for big ass kicking badass tag teams um and doom were one of the best so i I, having said all that, I love Ron Simmons and I love his two teams. I'm going to not, I don't think he can be in the top five because I think, again, the teams were too reliant on the chemistry of the two. I don't think, you know, I don't think Ron Simmons could have um, replicated that without the chemistry with his partner. So I'm taking, I'm taking him out of the equation. The other one I do, I would make a stronger case for is Eddie Guerrero. Okay. Um, uh, again, but really, for two teams, you know, Los Guerrero's was so, so good. And again, maybe forgotten, maybe a little bit underappreciated just because of how beloved Eddie is as a singles guy. But that run with Chavo, my God, that whole lie, cheat and steal persona really came from that run with Chavo. And that's where the Eddie Guerrero character we know and love really became honed. It wasn't somewhere it started, but it was where he really nailed it to where he got to that main event spot. And they were a wonderful, wonderful tag team. as heels or babyface. They were fantastic. You also had that team with Rey Mysterio that was equally as good. But the one that people um, can easily forget about is the um, is his tag team with Art Bar. Good point. You know, next, really good point. Next, you know, how many guys have you heard over the years? Guys that know way, 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 way more than us about what makes a good wrestler. I'm talking Chris Jericho. I'm talking Bruce Pritchard. I'm talking loads of guys who cite art bar and eddie Guerrero as their favorite tag team of all time good point That's they were exceptional and and i think between between and and and, and, and i can't what I'm, forgive me i can't remember the bloody name of their team together if anyone Los in the Gring, comments lost gringos, Locos. Los, Los Los gringos Locos. Locos. yeah there we go and i see now wills already said it And I think they were so good and so distinctive as personalities. And then Eddie went and transplanted that to another great team later on and a couple of other alliances. Like I said, it was Rey Mysterio. um, There was Chris Benoit at times as well. Um, And I think Eddie Guerrero was such a massive part of those excellent, excellent teams that he needs to be in the conversation.
0: Okay. With your permission, I'm just going to type these down now so I don't forget towards the end. So I am typing down Owen, Eddie, Edge. I think is so far fair point on yep. Simmons. I agree on everything you said on Simmons. Certainly wasn't one we should have skirted over so quickly, uh, but I think ultimately we're going to find uh, enough that are better. Um, Let me see. I'm just, I'm just checking, checking if there's any other ones that we can do in a, in short form. I don't think so really. So if we have missed over any, and there was there was one that was said in the chat while we were doing that, who was it? What was it? Someone said, let me just see. Uh, Francis said, um, "D'Lo Brown was another one, a similar sort of thing." Absolutely worth a comment. Okay, good, but there's going to be many, many that are better and, and stand out over over a long period of yeah. time. Right, I'm going to go to another one that's on your uh, on your graphic, as it were. Yeah, uh, certainly someone that's won it with a few different people. Um, certainly someone you could argue as, did he was he one of those intangibles uh, that uh, for a long time, anyway. didn't quite get to the top. And then maybe WrestleMania 35 changed that a little bit. Let's talk about Kofi Kingston. Let's. Let's talk about Kofi Kingston. And I'm going to say something now that
1: it's an opinion I've only come to, and I've never even voiced this to you. It's an opinion I've only really ever come, come to in the last couple of months. The New Day, the greatest tag team of all time. Right? Whoa. The greatest tag team. Whoa.
0: New Day are the greatest. I'm going to, I'm going to disagree with you straight off the bat, but I'm going to say: Do you mean tag team or do you mean faction, or do you mean a little bit of both? Because well, because I think I don't know. I don't know who the New Day tag team is. Is it Kofi and Biggie, or is it Kofi and uh, Creed? Creed, listen to me. xavier woods or is it woods and biggie to me you can't pick two of them therefore they become a faction if you said to me they're the greatest well, about, of all time i'm not going to disagree with that well what about the free birds you know the free birds were a tag team um
1: we'll come, it's great come I'll, I'll grant I'll, I'll grant you it's a gray area that's for sure but anyway my point is take it take it as a given you know that's the, that's my opinion they're the best tag we, we can we can save the discussion on faction tag team properly for another because it is a it is a worthwhile discussion, but not for mm. now. covid uh, and what what I love about the new day is that they're all so distinct. Again, you know, I keep coming back to this theme, but they are all distinct personalities. But they are personalities that work exactly in sync as a whole. You take any one of those personalities out of that group, and the group falls apart. Spot um, on. So you you and and all three of them can claim probably equal credit for that but Kofi Kingston has proven beyond that team that he has got similar credit um similar chemistry with a range of different partners from Evan Bourne to CM Punk um am I missing any obvious ones Rob? R-Truth. R-Truth oh, yeah and I just think Kofi Kingston again again I keep going back to you. Kofi Kingston is a 90 percenter Call him a B plus player if you want, and I don't mean that as an insult. I mean that as a guy that is exceptional, but missing that one little thing that might get him, you know, get him over the top, whatever it might be. But Kobe Kingston, you know, fully deserves his position um, as one part of the greatest tag team. I he's 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 done it over a number of years in a number of different teams, in a number of different styles, face and heel. Um, I just think he's exceptional. And I think he is um, he is exactly where he needs to be. Like the singles run, and I'd like to do, you know, I'd love to do another proper discussion with you on this because I think that singles run he had to the main event at WrestleMania was one of the greatest stories that we have told in the last decade. But the key point of that was it wasn't Kofi Kingston's story. It was the New Day story. Okay. And the story was he uh, couldn't he couldn't have got there without his you know the whole point was they were a team and they got there together and Kofi was the totem of that team, but he couldn't have done it without his friends, and that made the unit stronger. It wasn't a Kofi Kingston singles push. it was a new day story um and to me that makes it you know the fact that he was the focal point of that um makes makes an even stronger case for this so you can tell I'm really
0: passionate about the Prophets Kings. You can. Um, you're, on, you're only uh, one I, step away. You're only one step away from launching into. What would I do if I sang out? <laughs> would you stand up and walk out on me?
1: I just, think so, I just think they've made such a great, you know, and they've broken down barriers as well. You know, together they've, they've done so much to to just change the face of tag team wrestling and everything. And the, you know, they've been such an influential act. They've never had any dissension. Right? You know, they've been together for five years without one iota of tension in those five years. And that is unheard of because they are a unit and they're a solid unit. And Kofi Kofi is such a big part of that. So I think they're going to go down as the best team of all time um, when all said and done. And I think Kofi Kingston is one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time. I, th- I always you think He's got the comeback as well. He's the Ricky Morton, you know. He's
0: he's, he's what a what a great baby facing peril that guy is. I was just going to say, yeah, it's not the comeback. It's the it's the it's the peril. It's the jeopardy that, yeah. that he does particularly well, which I think is one of the reasons why. That actually, funnily enough, if you were to say, name me the best team, the best two, excuse me, the best two out of three, in terms of a team uh, for the new day, I would say the best team is either Big Biggie and Kofi or it's biggie yeah. and woods i'd say it's biggie yeah, I'd, big e I'd say it's biggie and kofi and i'm i I'm a huge Xavier woods fan by the way but i'm saying that big e, biggie is the linchpin of the team he needs one of the other two mainly because of the, the the roles they fill it's a little bit like being two central defenders you know one attacks the ball and one you know can play the ball or, or whatever and it's um yeah. i listen i think you meant you've made a very impassioned case for kofi um he was quite a long way down my list before this started uh, not a long way in my top 10, but not my top five. You've made a good yep. case. You've made a really, really good case. I'm certainly going to pen- pencil it. Oh boy, I already have. I'm just going to write, write his name in and I've already, already done it. Um,
1: but just, uh, just to, just to really quickly on your point, I think you're right. I think I agree with you completely. I think the team, the, the, the main, the, the best team, the best combination uh, having all the guys in the roles that they're best at is exactly that. Kofi and, uh, and Biggie and then Xavier Woods as the manager. As it were on the outside, I think that is using them all to the best strength. But you you can pick and choose, they're excellent, whichever combo.
0: I tell you what, let's go to the Freebirds. Okay, let's use that as the bridge to the Freebirds. Because if you're looking at that three, the three in tandem, they all work together. And I'm talking original Freebirds here, I'm not talking Jimmy Garvin era, although I love Jimmy Garvin. I'm talking the original Freebirds. Essentially, um, Kofi is Buddy Roberts. Xavier Woods is Michael Hayes and Big E is Terry Gordy. If that's the that's essentially how the through the dynamic works, but you can't yeah. take one of them away and they all work together. I am very strongly proposing for this top five. I want to say Terry Gordy. I think Terry really Gordon is if you watch the matches, Buddy Roberts workhorse, Kofi Kingston workhorse of the, of the um the Freebirds. But Terry Gordy was the muscle. He was the one that backed up Big Mouth Michael Hayes, Little Toady Buddy Roberts with his headpiece on. Terry Gordy, legit mad tough guy, held the got, held that team together. He was the absolute linchpin of the um, the uh, the Freebirds. Then there's the WCW team with Steve Williams, quite short-lived. Yeah. But in an era where WCW, early WCW, maybe it was still even NWA then, but they were really going for a bit of legitimacy. Terry Gordy and Steve Williams, what a team when they came in together. And they just looked they looked like everyone else before them had been children. And then they came in and they were men. And they looked tough and they looked real. Wouldn't have worked in WWE. Wouldn't have worked against No, the killer killer bees and and all these bushwhackers and stuff yeah bushwhackers nasty boys wouldn't have worked right it had to be the the real you know so they were having matches against you know the members of the varsity club or or stuff like that it was yeah 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 fabulous stuff real realism gritty jr on the call you know doing it as if it was real and then not only is terry gordy got that not only has he got the uh the freebirds and by the way i'm skirting over the freebirds the freebirds changed the world you know not just the music but just the way they were they're going from territory to territory they blew up world class the freebirds changed wrestling and then you've got terry gordy in japan with stan hansen Mm -hmm. and to this day terry gordy and stan hansen are you think about what the what the <laughs> yeah. what, what the Road Warriors or the Steiners or anyone like that might be considered in North America. Terry Gordy and Stan Hansen ruled Japan. They were big. They were brash. They were the guy jeans, but they were it. And we have to do worldwide stuff on this, folks. It is not WWF only. So as far as WWF is concerned, Terry Gordy was there for a cup of coffee in the late eighties, and then was the executioner later on. Whatever. Yep. But as far as WCW is concerned, as far as world class championship wrestling is concerned, as far as all Japan pro wrestling is concerned, Terry Gordy is absolutely on the top of this list, almost without peer. To be fair, I think if we put a five up in the vote, I don't think he'll get many votes. But to me, as a representative, I mean, I've got three or four others I'm going to be strong for as well, but I'm really strong for Terry Gordy well
1: i did not have him on my list um when i came in i've got a list of about 15 he wasn't on there that's my error because everything you said is is absolutely right never even crossed my mind to put him on there um there's not much more to add to what you said um he he was superb i think especially his new japan stuff uh frankly uh, where I rate that higher than the the freebers yeah, he was you know the the stardom level that those guys had in Japan through the work that they did in the ring was just unparalleled for foreigners and um, certainly at that, certainly at that point point. Um, and it was because of who they were so yeah I look, look let's see how it shakes out but um, I, I'm more than happy to have him in the conversation for the five.
0: I think uh, you, you really you empowered me a little bit by mentioning Eddie and Art Bar you know, Los lost Lockers. It was, oh, to me, yeah. it was, the, the fact that we can do things on different, not just different countries, but different continents. Um, I think is a, is a strong shout for, uh, for Gordy. Just to mention a couple of people, brilliant. Thank you so much for everyone that's um, commenting, by the way. It's hard for, for us in this context, different to the quiz night that we have on a Sunday, um, to get into some of the, the questions or the, uh, the comments that are coming through. But the, the couple of things that I will, uh, address, I think both of these comments might've come from Graham, actually Graham Daly. Um, who has mentioned what about the New Age Outlaws? What about the Von Erichs. Um, I think we might come to at least one of the Outlaws in, in due course. Uh, I'll certainly yeah. bring him up. Um, but the Von Erichs, um, Someone else mentioned the Outsiders earlier. I forget who that was. Sorry about. Sorry about that. But a few people have mentioned teams. Always, um, Mick oh, was Mick Connolly. I do make one. They've mentioned teams that uh, that have uh, been mentioned. We're very much going towards the individual. Some of you guys might not have been here right from the very very start of the pod when we sort of outlined this. In terms of great teams, of course, the Von Erichs as as a group, amazing. Um, of course, the Outsiders, revolutionary uh, in WCW. But can you push one above the other? Have they done it with lots of other teams? I can't tell you too many other Kevin Nash or Scott Hall teams. So no. I, I think that's the reasons why uh, they 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 might not get mentioned. Um, a few others that you're saying, what what about so-and-so, what about so-and-so? Trust me, folks, we will get to everybody. Um, but since... Uh, so am I okay to put Gordy on, on the shortlist? You're happy with that? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the, the, absolutely. The, the, the slightly long, the long shortlist? Period. Um, I've got five so far. I think we could add another four or five to it. But um, uh, I have one other that's um, from the past. It's from a bit of a bygone era that we probably wouldn't have seen the best of. I'm not really pushing him for the five, but I want to make sure he's mentioned because sometimes we can be a bit modern biased, partly because of our age, partly because of... I kind of feel, you know, when people do a bit of a in the Premier League era of football... Yes, forget that football yeah, yeah, existed pre nineteen ninety two. We do it a little bit with wrestling, and it, I always feel like it's the WrestleMania era, kind of like dominates the chat. Wrestling kind of, wow, you know, is. was invented in nineteen eighty five, and you talk about the wrestling era, uh, the WrestleMania era. One of them before them, um, I've never really seen enough of him to judge. He won't end up on our list because I don't think any of us have, have, were able to do so. But Ray Stevens, anyone I ever talk eh, talk to about Ray Stevens says that he was an unbelievable wrestler in the 60s and 70s as a singles as much as anything but i've got three people ray stevens and pat patterson ray stevens and nick botwinkle ray stevens and jimmy snooker in the territory era absolute premier mega tag teams i haven't seen enough of them but everything i've read about like i say i don't think it'll end up in our list but i really want to make a point of saying that from what i know ray stevens would or probably ought to be in this list.
1: You're you're probably right. You know, I, yeah, I don't know enough about Ray Stevens to make the argument. And that's again, like Terry, like me, missing Terry Gordy. That's on me. Um, yeah, I read Pat Patterson's book a few years ago, and he can't say enough about Ray Stevens. Um, and if Pat Patterson thinks he's a he's a great tag team wrestler, then who are we to argue? Uh, but I think, but yeah, you're right. I think, unfortunately, we have to be honest about our knowledge. And our lack of knowledge from those sort of regional um, pre WrestleMania eras, and say, say, you know, love, love to discuss it further, and you know, love to know more. But there's only so many hours in the day, and how could you argue Ray Stevens over anyone on that list when we know so much about that list and, and exactly and little about Ray Stevens? You, we just couldn't have a
0: credible argument. Like, we'd be putting him on their own reputation. It's um, a little bit like saying so, that yeah. Stan, A little bit like saying that Stanley Matthews is a better footballer than Zinedine Zidane. Yeah, we don't don't know do we so um what i want to make sure we do is there are certain people that you can go back and access you can see terry gordy you can go on the network you can go on youtube you can find terry gordy stuff you can't really find ray Stevens stuff so um not as much no for any older viewers older listeners we do apologize um that would be someone that i would imagine if we were having um a discussion um over all the eras that he'd probably be in there Unfortunately, it is not our fault, Paul, that uh, you and I are in our, let's say, mid 30s and be charitable. Um, <laughs> let's. Uh, but uh, there we are. Uh, I think you're due, one. Give us a shout. Um, OK, I will. And I'm going to go to one that, again that
1: you mentioned on your list that I didn't um, initially think of, but is, is such a great shout uh, Cesaro. Yes, absolutely. Cesaro, what a shout. I'll let you have the floor on this one, mate, because it was your
0: suggestion. But well, I think Cesaro might have he might have the record of being, having the, the most successes. Like a lot of people that we'll mention have had lots of tag team reigns, but short-term ones. Some might have two fabulous teams that deserve being the, the chat being about. But Cesaro might have the most, you know, a year, a year, a year, a year with a couple of people, but just so solidly knocking it out of the park. Eight out of ten as a tag team. I've got five teams written down for Cesaro. Um, And certainly three of them I can, or two of them I consider very highly, and three of them pretty highly. I'm going to say, most recently, it didn't really pan out, but the teaming of Cesaro and, and Nakamura, you know, had potential. Didn't go anywhere. Well, say, um,
1: it, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'll stop you there, mate. It's, it's barely even begun. They are, you know, they'll, they'll be taking the Tag Team Championships off the New Day uh, okay. Extreme Rules, I'm sure of it.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's just a, a reboot. Okay, yeah, well, Watch come, this they've, space. They've come back to it then. Um, Cesaro yeah. and uh, Jack Swagger, you know, the, the American-American-American-American-American-Americans, worked. Good. Um, Cesaro and Tyson Kidd great stuff splendid loads of fun cesaro and samus the bar what a great incredible talk about the natural fit of two guys are obviously great mates in real life and yeah do you remember you had a whole bunch of teams that sort of just felt like lumbering big guys that didn't really work back in the day your your powers of pain you know your teams like that that felt on the on the should have been great. And then when you watched them, went, oh, that was a bit... Mm. But Sheamus and Cesaro, workers, felt like a team. Beautiful, uh, organic way of getting into the team. And then my favourite of all of them, Claudio Castagnoli and Chris Hero, the kings of wrestling in Ring of Honor. The best team of in Ring of Honor. And I talked about eras of tag team wrestling, how AEW right now, TNA 10 years ago, eight or nine years ago, maybe a little bit more. The Ring of Honor tag team scene was incredible. Kings of Wrestling, yes. um, plenty of others, um, Daniels and Kazarian, lots of others. But the Kings of Wrestling, K-O-W, Kings. Yes, and uh, Mick Conley said it almost oh, as I've said it, the number one Kings of Wrestling. I think Cesaro is the ultimate tag team wrestler for what we were talking about. There is a re- He's not quite got there, has he? Vince might think it's because he's from Switzerland. Others might say it's for other different reasons, but he is your man. There is no real reason why Antonio Cesaro, Cesaro, Claudio Castagnoli has not been the biggest star in wrestling for the last 10 years because he's as good in the ring as anybody. He's as likable as anybody. He's believable as anybody, but there's something not quite there. But when he has to go with someone else, who doesn't love Cesaro? Wow. Quite. i don't think there
1: isn't i don't think there is a missing ingredient with cesaro personally i think he's got absolutely everything but we'll leave you know that's another topic for another time um yeah fully agree with everything he said the, the beauty of cesaro is that what we said about some of the others about needing those other guys to mesh with to be superb i don't think that's the case with cesaro i think he can make something work with just about anybody you know you put cesaro with someone and cesaro just makes the whole package work wonderfully. Cesaro and Tyson Kidd are probably my favourite ever tag team that never quite got over the got over the hill. They were just such a great combination, the pair of them in terms of style and in ring and personality. And like you say, you know the Kings of Wrestling were wonderful. The Bar is my favourite of his teams. I think they just they were just so 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 good together powerhouses with personality and chemistry and charisma and that made them that made themselves um stand out i guess you know by you know by their style and by how they acted and you know they could have been together they could have been a team that were together for 10 years and it
0: and it wouldn't have got old um it's just a shame that they broke up here's the thing how often have you had two individual people Like, for example, it was the Rockers, then it was Marty and Sean. It was the Hart Foundation, then it was and Anvil, right? You have a team, they break up. Sometimes you have two people that come together and make a reasonable team, and that's it. How often do you get a team of two really well-known individuals, and then you team them, and they become the team? They become the bar. Not Sheamus and Cesaro. They become the bar. Like, do you know what I mean? And they mm. felt like a team. They didn't like, cause even other people that have done really well together, you still say Owen and the Bulldog. did not have a name. Yeah. You say, you say Miz and Morrison, you know, you don't say, you just, you just say who they are. They're, the, they're the, the, the two individual names, but they became the bar. They felt like as much of a team as, you know, the nasty boys or the killer bees or the Beverly brothers or whatever. They just felt like the unit. Just, do you know what I mean? That doesn't happen very often. Yeah. 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 No, I, I completely
1: agree. I think, he I, I think you put like I said earlier, I think you can put him with anyone. You look at that SmackDown roster or that raw roster and you decide you want to put Cesaro with them as a team, give it a few weeks, and they'll be an exceptional team because Cesaro is an exceptional wrestler. And 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 I cannot fathom why he is not the biggest star in wrestling. Because nah, I'm sort of you weird. know, even 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 the accent is an advantage with him. It's not like he struggles with his English, he speaks perfect English but the accent is cool. The accent isn't a barrier. The accent is an accessory. Um, there's obviously a reason um, that none of us are privy to, and I'm sure it's not just a case of Vince doesn't like him. It's never that case, is it? There's always something that we don't know about that really stops the guys getting to the top. But on the surface, my God, the biggest star that never was. He's got everything, size, look, ability, charisma. My wife's home. Um, See, even she likes Cesaro. Um, <laughs>
0: Yeah, just um, just first class. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to mention one more that was there, that came from the room, as it were. It's not not one I would necessarily have on my list, but because he was mentioned, because the person that mentioned it is a huge hooked-on supporter. Um, I want to back Matt Barber and offer up um, Marcus Bagwell, and just say, like, in terms of, he's not going to reach our top five, but I want to make sure he gets more than just a passing reference. It's because actually, there are a hell of a lot of teams that Marcus Bagwell was part of. All mid-card, and none of none of them that really do do the business. But is he slightly underrated, Marcus? Old buff? Um no. he's a multi he's a multi-time multi-time tag champion with the Patriot, with two called Scorpio. Uh, Scotty Riggs, Shane Douglas, Scott Norton, Lex Luger. Wasn't necessarily uh, t- champs with all those, but had teams with all those. He he falls into that bracket of the, the WCW era of he looks like he should be the guy. He looks like he should be bigger, but we can't quite get him there. So we bring him back down and we team him with someone and it, and it, and it kind of works. I think feel like he's almost like a, he's the blueprint, but he's a bungalow and not a, a penthouse. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it kind of, There's absolutely, he is the discussion that we're having, except we can find lots of uh, people that have done it better. Do you see what I'm saying? Um,
1: Yeah, I see what you're saying. But, like, I don't think that Marcus Bagwell or Buff Bagwell ever brought anything to really any teams, with the exception of him and Scott Steiner, maybe, that somebody else couldn't have brought. Certainly those early teams with um, Scotty Riggs and uh, two called Scorpio. Yeah, whatever, you know, just stick any other pretty boy in there with big muscles. I don't think it really made a difference. It's a slight improvement when he became Buff Bagwell, but I think it just, you know, it's, it's the argument of quantity over quality, isn't it? And he had lots of teams that were okay, but he never had a single team that was exceptional. How many of his teams are better than any? You, you tell me one of Buff Bagwell's teams that's better than Cesaro's worst team. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Then, no, no, no. Then, that's,
0: then that's the end of the conversation. No, but as as someone that you know, I think falls just falls into our bracket. I just thought it was he was worth a mention. Um, He's definitely worth a mention. Yeah, and that's definitely
1: worth a mention, and and and
0: and worth dismissing. Yeah, right. I've got one, two, three, four, five, really that I want to uh, left. I've got left to discuss. Five with a subsidiary sixth, and because you can't talk about one without the other. uh, let, let's throw up for the next one, certainly in terms of talking about sort of like your linchpin and you put someone with them, multi-time tag champion, Kane. Ooh.
1: Very interesting shout. Very interesting shout. Um, Yeah, um, Kane, right. You tell, you've, you've, you've knocked me a bit off guard there, but so you're what, right, what, Kane
0: was... What, while you're getting your guard, I'll tell you that Kane has been champion. And this is sometimes being a good tag team is more than about being just a champion. But Kane has been champion with Mankind, with x puck with Undertaker, with The Hurricane, with The Big Show, with Rob Van Dam, with Daniel Bryan. That's yep. a lot of different partners. And tell me any of those that aren't success. I don't really consider Kane and Mankind a team. They were two people Yay. that were together at the right sort of time and won the title belts. I don't feel like they're a team. But the Brothers of Destruction are a team. Him and RVD were a hell team. Yeah. Him and Big Show were definitely a team. Him and X-Pac, the whole story around that. And then Team Hell, no. <sighs> the launch pad for Daniel Bryan. Yep. I almost feel like Kane is the not the second best necessarily, but he's the other guy in lots of teams. Like, who do you most want to watch wrestle? Kane or Daniel Bryan? Where's Daniel Bryan? Kane or the Undertaker, it's the Undertaker. Kane or R V D, it's R V D. Kane or Mankind and probably Mick. Like Kane's the other guy in lots of teams, but man alive he's a good other guy in lots of teams.
1: Every good combo in entertainment needs a straight man. And and Kane might be the best straight man of all time. Because like you listed out all those and did you mention the hurry you mentioned you mentioned it when you listed the champions, but even that team with the hurricane was fantastic fun. For, for the period that it was. And he was without him and without him to bounce off, those teams don't work. Because Kane was Kane always knew how to sort of just give enough. Just change his character that bit to allow the other one to allow the other personality to be to absorb. And I'm saying it sound like I sound really wanky now to be perfectly honest. No, uh, I'm probably overthinking I'm probably overthinking it. But um I think Kane is is massively, massively in the uh, in with a shout at the top five, because uh, uh, not just the number, but the the range of different types of teams you have. What the hell have the Brothers of Destruction got in common with Team Hell No? Absolutely nothing apart from them being quality. What and you know, you the first one obviously was the um, the story with the one with uh, with X Park, which was just. Just a wonderful example of, you know, it was probably the best odd couple tag team of all time Um, at that point. Sorry. uh, Yeah. At that point, I'm sure there's been a few that have been since arguably Kane and Daniel Bryan being the best. Um, And there you go. And that, that, you know, that's another string to his bow. He's the the king of the odd couple tag team
0: because he's such an odd part of any couple. Um, Yeah. What a fabulous description. right there, mate. Jordan Skinner in the chat has just described Kane as the digestive biscuit of wrestling. That is a fabulous description. <laughs> I, I hereby commission for the hookedonwrestling.co.uk website. I'm not going to write it, someone else can do it. But I want wrestlers as biscuits. I'll do it. Absolutely brilliant. Wrestlers as biscuits and Kane as the digestive is where we start. What I would say about Kane and his teams. If you okay, Kane is not necessarily the main man in all of his teams, but if you flip it and talk about his partners, what's the best team that Daniel Bryan's ever been in? The one with Kane, team hell no, what's the best tag team that Big Show's ever been in? I'd say it's the one with Kane, no, Jericho, but it could be the one with team. What's the best one that RVD's been in? What's the best one that Undertaker's been in? Their best teams, and I'm talking teams, not best wrestler they have teamed with, but best teams, it's Kane. It's where he fits in. It's it's a great role for him. He is right in this conversation. Are you happy with me writing Kane into our long shortlist? One hundred percent. The shortlist. The shortlist is now seven, and we've got a few people to talk about there. Uh, in the chat, so Mick Conley. Mick Conley says Kane is like Billy Gunn, but much better. The next name I will offer. Let's talk about Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn is like Kane, but much worse. <laughs> oh, those of you, that, those of you that are listening to this and not viewing, will know that I had a mouthful of cider, and Paul said that, and it nearly went all over the screen. It normally went boom like that. Ah, oh, that's it, it.
1: That's all you is need to it? say. He, he really is like Billy Gunn's been the part of some excellent. Let's just repeat what we said about Kane and change the names and not be quite as effusive with our praise because that's exactly where we are. Billy Gunn's done exactly the same as Kane, but I, in fact, let's peg him somewhere between Billy Gunn and Kane, In in, in sorry, uh, between Buff Bagwell and Kane on that scale.
0: I think we should. Billy Gunn actually my, should have been one that we said early on. He could have been our little benchmark. Could, one, have, been, could have been a Billy Gunn. Because I would say, Billy Gunn, I think you're talking. We're not going to get into bodacious Bart and. Oh, so that's, that's Bart and um, Holly anyway. What am I talking about? Yeah, I was going to say. Um, not him, yeah. you're, not, you're going to get to talk about um, rubbishy ones, but I'm going to say Billy Gunn, Smoking Guns, Outlaws, Billy and Chuck. Yes. You know, they are three good to great teams, you know, on different levels. L- literally good to great. Smoking Guns being good.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, New Age Outlaws being great and uh, Billy and Chuck being somewhere in the middle. Yeah, because say what you like about Billy and t- Chuck, you know, controversial or rubbish or you know, well, It worked. You talk about it, you still yeah. remember them. They felt like a team. You know, they were they were a good outfit. It, um, uh, there's actually a They're few people. Good, yeah. If you go back, you know, Chuck Palumbo. We've not really talked about Chuck Palumbo. Neither will we any further. But there's a li- there's a little group of wrestlers that were around towards the end of WCW. Um, you know, Chuck Palumbo, Sean O'Hare, Mark Jindrak. There's a few of those around that that had potential to be on this sort of list, but were only around for, you know, five minutes. So you can't really do it. But, you know, Palumbo would have fit this bracket, wouldn't he, if he'd have been around a little bit longer?
1: Potentially. But again, he wouldn't have. He would have been dismissed fairly quickly, but he would have been part of the uh, chat.
0: O'Hare and Palumbo are a good team.
1: Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Jindrak and O'Hare were even better, I thought. They did the partner swap, didn't they, between Stadiac and um and Palumbo yeah. and all those guys. Um but yeah, I think I'm 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 doing Billy Gunn a slight disservice just to try and be amusing, but um he he was exceptional in the in the New Age Outlaws. He's a limited wrestler in all facets. You know, he's not that good in the ring, but he's but he's good. He is not that charismatic. But he's got a bit of charisma. Looks fantastic, Um, and I think obviously uh, the road dog was the ideal partner for him. And they caught lightning in a bottle. You know, they picked the right characters at the right time. When you know, when that dickhead, you know, that's what they basically were, weren't they? They were they were South Park loving. You know, if you if you met those guys in the street street in 1998 nineteen ninety eight, they'd have been quoting South Park at you. They'd have been listening to um, Limp Bizkit and other shit music that was around at the time. They were just – and they'd have probably watched Jackass. They were arseholes, and they were arseholes of that time, and they did a great job of it. Um, but I don't think – you could, you look at some of the great teams and the great people we talked about um, on this list, and Billy Gunn you just couldn't have that charisma with – and sorry, couldn't have that chemistry with other people I think he, like he had a lot of ta- a lot of good, some good tag teams, but he had a lot of failed tag teams as well. Was that. Um, and I, and I think that really counts against him.
0: They are the they are the silver tokens in the crystal dome uh, so in this particular discussion. Um, I think it's also you know worthy of note that you said about those two being put together at the, the right time. The you know uh, South Park loving pair, whatever. Let's not forget that they were Double J, Jesse James, and Rockabilly. That's the yeah. reason they were a tag team. And they managed to take themselves down their uh, their own route. Um, okay, um, let's uh, try and get something going here. Let's see if uh, you know what I'm going to do. But uh, I'm talking. We're going around about 2009 or so here, and it's uh, it's this <laughs> money cider. Money. <laughs> cider money cider money would be your West Country tag team, but uh, yeah, for those of you that were watching, I did the whole beer money thing there. Beer money, Bobby Roode, and James Storm. I am going to argue that Bobby Roode is the finer of the two for many reasons, but James Storm is played. James Storm was in America's Most Wanted, great team. A uh, beer money, mm. great team. There's been other things that you know, Storm again, Storm is maybe. The Palumbo, Jindrak, he's never really been at a high enough level to consider for this list because he's just never quite worked at the top level. But I don't think James Storm's got the intangible to get to the top. But in teams, he's absolutely mustard. But I think Rude surpasses him. Bobby Rude in Team Canada. If it's still a team. It's not might be a tag team, but it's a team. Team Canada, Bobby Rude and James Storm for beer money. Bobby Rude and Ziggler. Bobby Rude and Austin Aries. Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. Yeah. I, I figure that he probably will come just under the five. I think there are arguments for people higher than him only because he's never done it at the top level. But had Bobby Roode signed for WWE in 2004 and not for TNA, I think he'd be a lock for this list. I think because he worked for the underlings for 10 years and then was in NXT for three years, Bobby Roode doesn't quite make the top of this list, but I adore Bobby Roode, as you know. And in terms of pure ability, he is as good as anybody on this list. He's not as good as Cesaro though, is he? Okay, he's the second on this list.
1: (laughs) And that's what that, and and there you go, that's that's exactly what I was going to say. He, to me, um, again, fits that same Cesaro mould where you can put him with a lot of people and have put him with a lot of people that have been very good teams. and I agree, he's definitely, definitely a really good tag team wrestler. But he's not, Yeah, you know, we have got to be really strict and really um, sort of narrow in, our criteria, narrow in our criteria now because there's a lot of excellent, excellent nominations on here already. And I'm
0: afraid, uh, did you say we've got seven on there now? Um, uh, and- we've, yeah, we've got, yeah, we've got seven. We've got seven, and I would have him in the conversation. I'd have him ahead of a couple of you've mentioned, but I absolutely understand where you're coming. I do, he's not done it at a high enough level. I think, in terms of quality, he's absolutely in the top two or three. But yeah. there are other people where you explain they've done it at this level, they've done it in this company, they've done it on the top of a card. And quite simply, sorry, TNA fans, TNA at its very, very highest, is not above WWE mid-card. And it's just hard to, you know, give it... And it's what? not as big as WCW. It's hard to give the credibility. And neither, quite frankly, is NXT. You know, you've got to be at the very, very top. And and quite frankly, Rude isn't quite there. But for quality-wise, I, don't, I wouldn't have anyone ahead of him, including Sorry.
1: What, what I'll say about Bobby Roode is he could have been on this list. You know, Beer Money are one of the top 10 teams of the last decade. No question about yeah. it, and that's the only that's the only one where he's been given the chance to let things play out. Mm. A lot of these other teams that we mentioned have been really good, but they've had the rug pulled out of them quite quickly. I thought absolutely so. loved. I absolutely loved the Bobby Roode and Chad Gable team. I thought that the chemistry was fantastic. Really? it worked so well together. Same with the Austin Aries team. Same with the Dolph Ziggler team. Thank you. Um, wine money. <laughs> um, if they if cider <laughs> wine money. Uh if they had given if they leaned into that Ziggler team a bit more, become more of a team rather than just two individuals, um, you know, had a unified look. Um, they'd have been and given them time, they could have been one of the greatest tag teams of all time because there are two individuals. Dolph Ziggler should have been attacked, Dolph Ziggler should be on this list, but has never been in that position. Dolph Ziggler is the perfect guy who should have been part of a couple or three exceptional teams throughout his career, but that's just never been his path. He would have been a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful tag team wrestler. Um, uh, and if they'd have given that team with Bobby Roode two years and, and proper you know, proper identity as a team, then I think you're talking one of the all-time greatest tag teams. Um, but Agreed. it just never happened. So it never, ever happened. So Bobby Roode doesn't come close to this list for me, but I don't think that's his fault.
0: No, I, I would agree with all that. I would agree with all that. I think what I would say for him is that if you flipped this question, I think we've decided, we've we've come up with our parameters, we know where we are. But if you flipped it and just said it was all on ability as opposed to um, what they've achieved, like if you t- if you tomorrow, you were working for WWE and someone came to you and said, I've got this new guy, this new guy, Paul Benson, right? He's a good wrestler. We want to put him in a tag team to try and get him established with the crowd. Like like a Chad, a Chad Gable or whatever. Like, here, here's someone that we want to get into the, the swing and ta- team him with someone. Who should we put him with that would be a safe pair of hands, that would help him get over, that would let him, if this new guy Benson become the star, who would we put him with? And I think you'd go, uh, put him with Bobby Roode. I think he'd be your guy. You know what I mean? He'd be your He'd be your... Your your go to guy. You could put him with um, Ziggler, and you could put him with Cesaro. But I think you'd say safest pair of hands for a new mid card guy. Put him with Bobby Roode, and that's you know it's the kind. And in terms of not quite achieving stuff, hey Matt Barber, another one just for you. you. We love a nice football analogy. Bobby Roode is the Henrik Larson of professional wrestling. He is unfortunately you could argue that AJ Styles is the Henrik Larson, but. They spent their entire career playing for Celtic. And with all due respect to Scottish football, I'm not going to give it any due respect because it's rubbish. And Henrik Larsson spent years scoring 27,000 goals for Celtic every season. And then when he was 34, went to Barcelona. And it's like, okay. that's, what's, that's what's happened with Rude. Rude spent all his best days. And you could argue with Joe and you could argue with AJ and you could argue with lots of them. But, you know, they spent a long time being good for an ordinary club. And then suddenly they need to get to a... A point and they're a little bit past it. You could argue that with all three of those, actually, to be fair.
1: Do you know who else spent the best years of
0: his year uh, best years of his career with Celtic? Uh John Sh- Harson?
1: Shinsuke Nakamura. There is
0: another, that is true. There is another Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> sl- spelled ever so slightly differently. There's
1: one more different.
0: It Score scored a wonderful free kick for Celtic against Manchester United in the Champions League. There you go. Yeah, you that is true. There, there, is another, there is another Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, right, I have got, let me see, I've got, I think I've got just two names left. Let me just double check. I'm not missing anyone egregiously uh, all the way through my list. I think I've got two names left. Um, are you happy for me to just fire them out? Paul, have you got anyone you'd like to bring up?
1: No, to be honest, there's a couple more, but they they should have been brought up in that
0: bunch at the beginning and i don't really feel like i want to talk about them now so nobody i okay. care about
1: enough to, to talk about
0: fine okay let's talk about beautiful bobby eaton he might be someone again is from a slightly bygone era he crosses over because you saw him on nitro so people would know him from the late 90s or mid to late 90s a couple of weeks ago we had a talk about the uh, the best wrestlers non-wrestlers combination and our winners was the midnight express so people that understand that era of wrestling would know the Midnight Express and Jim Cornette or the staple of the Midnight Express was beautiful Bobby Eaton, whether it was with Dennis Condry or whether it was with Stan Lane. But the beauty of Bobby Eaton was he had he had teams with those. He had teams with the Blue Bloods. He had teams with Arn Anderson. He was, your absolute, yeah. he was the Bobby Roode of his era, but more so. And he was with a team that drew money all over the country time and time again with the Midnights. And he did it with other people. I implore you at the very least to let us put Bobby Eaton on this long short list.
1: Oh, unquestionably goes on the long short list.
0: I um,
1: I'm I'm gonna get myself in hot water here, but I'm not as big a fan as you. Obviously, obviously the Midnight Express are phenomenal. Like right? one of the all time greatest tag teams, and Bobby Eaton was a very, very big part of that. I'm not as big a fan of his other teams. I'm just not. Like Bobby Eaton and Arn Anderson were were a good team, but they didn't do much for me. Admittedly, I haven't seen loads of them, and the, and the team with Regal again, good team, good workers, didn't really achieve much, did they? No, it's not. It's not. Um,
0: it's not. It's not tippy top. It's not tippy top.
1: No, um, and you know, I remember watching before I became, you know, what I'd call a, a learned wrestling fan, if you like. Uh, basically, what I mean by that is spent all my time geeking out over stuff on the internet. Um, <laughs> I, I was not that impressed with that, that team. And there are other teams, you know, other teams, individuals that I knew nothing about at that time either. Um, and they blew me away. But Eaton was never, Eaton and Regal together were never that guy. So yeah, no, I'm, they, they, I'm totally they happy were. to have him on the list. I'm totally, <laughs> totally happy to have him on the list
0: and he's valid. But I don't, I don't really feel like I've got much passion for, this, for, for making a case for him myself. Okay, well, we'll have a fight about that in a minute. Um, I've got one more name that I want to throw up before we get to the end of this. But can I ask a big favour of you, Paul Benson? Do you think you could do a little bit of plugging over the next 90 seconds or so to talk about our social media channels, other podcasts, the quiz on Sunday, that kind of thing, because the side has got to me and I need the loo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear.
1: Professionalism is... And that's what I want. Guys, while Rob has a wee break, um, yeah, let me just talk to you about what we'd really love you to be uh, involved in. Anyone who's listened to this, a few of you already be part of this, but our quiz on a Sunday night, it's our 8pm on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash hooked wrestling. We have a great fun hour and a half where we run out 20 questions. Some are really hard, some are really easy, but the best part of it is we just have a laugh and a giggle with everyone who's joining in on our comments. We really make it an interactive, fun way to spend a Sunday night and you know, just get rid of the you know, wash the weekend out, talk wrestling, show off about how much or expose how little we know, and just have a laugh. So it's, it's 8 o'clock every Sunday night on our Facebook page. All you need to do, there's no sign-ups, no fees. Just be on our Facebook page at 8 o'clock or 5 two. We'll explain all the rules. We'll explain how you enter. It's an absolute piece of cake. Anybody who's in the comments now and who's joined in or joins in on a regular basis, please do chip in now and, and and plug for us here as well because we've got a great core of regulars who play week in, week out and have a wonderful time doing it. So that's Sunday nights, 8 p.m. every week. Please join us on Facebook. Um, as Rob said, you can also find us. We've got our brilliant website, um, uk where we've got new content every day um is that all right rob you better now fine okay I'm back. um and then you can also follow us on twitter at ho underscore wrestling um so that's the point pl- i just got that right just a good 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 bit of plugging while you were going
0: and uh relieving yourself so there we know we yeah. now know the amount of time paul benson needs to plug everything is the time that rob needs to relieve himself after four cans of thatcher's that's the uh, that we now we now know what the timings are. Do you know how they say about boiling an egg? It's the amount of time it takes to listen <laughs> to, uh, you know, I don't know, all around the world by Oasis. That's the amount of time to uh, listen to a boil an egg. Um, right. Uh, I've got one more name to, um, uh, to fire in for you. Uh, before I do a little bit more for Bobby Eaton. I think Bobby Eaton falls into the category again, perhaps similar to to, um, to Bobby Roode, which is it's not just what they've achieved, but it's just how. Good, they are. He's absolutely Mm. flawlessly see through, Bobby Eaton. Everything he ever did, the charisma is not there. You know, he does not have a charismatic personality. He doesn't walk to the ring and exude manliness and wonderfulness and, you know, and, and have a wonderful promo. He doesn't have any of that. But in the ring, bell to bell, he is as solid as you like. You know, he falls into the category of just. I bet he was good when he was 17, and I bet he'd be good when he was 70. You know, Bobby Eaton can just do everything you ask of him in the ring. He can look credible. He can be a babyface. He can be a heel. He can be nasty. He can be a he can be defensive. He can be a coward. And he can be a singles or he can be a tag. But I always felt he did bloom as a tag team because he had someone else to do a bit more for him. Um, he was the better wrestler out of him and Dennis Condry. He was the better wrestler out of him and Stan Lane. But the other two, you could argue, had a little bit more charisma. Certainly Jim Cornette made up for whatever deficiencies. That's why the Midnights and Cornette were such a wonderful blend. Um, But just, I just feel, again, Eaton falls into that same category, as I said with with Rude, in the sense that if in 1996 you gave me a wrestler and said, we don't really know what to do with Buff Bagwell or whoever, let's make a tag team. Who should we put him with? You'd have gone, bring me Bobby. and, And it would have been the perfect person for you.
1: I, I again not to do down Eaton because he doesn't need it. Um, I don't think his range of partners would have been as wide as some of the others we're talking about. So we talked about Cesaro, we talked about Bobby Roode, even Kane to an extent. I think they've got a much wider range of partners that have worked with. I think Eaton's partners were from a much more narrow ilk, um, you know. And, and that's I'm, and, that, and I'm being I'm being super picky now no, because be, we've got a really are, high bar to
0: set. But that's our job. You're allowed to be really picky yeah. because that's the point that we've got to we've got to take 30 or 40 great wrestlers and narrow them down to five. So that's exactly. um, that's part of the job. Um what I would also I would I would argue that of all the teams we've talked about, and we've probably mentioned 50 teams tonight. You know, Bobby Eaton was part of a team that was as good and as successful as any of them. You know, yes. you do well yes. to name five yes. five teams in history that have been better than the Midnight Express. And, yeah. you know, that is a legitimate claim. Um, however anyone else is marketed, the Midnight Express were better and drew more money than the Outlaws. They were better and drew more money than the LOD. They were better and drew more money than the Dudleys. Like, they just were. And it's, like, it's just, yeah. it happens to be that they're from an era where anyone under forty really doesn't hasn't seen the best of them. But I, I do take your point in terms of well, some of the other people that we've mentioned that the narrower band for Eaton I think is a fair shout. The other thing to
1: mention about you know the Midnight's Express reputation is history is written by the victors and they were not on the victorious side of the wrestling war. They were they they personified the South. Yeah. Um and the South I'm, not sure, I'm not sure Eaton ever works for Vince. So uh, yeah exactly but if if they had if they'd have had the success as part of you know, the titan empire then you know you'd be looking at them as a revered historical team and
0: yeah, very much so
1: and they just don't get the credit they deserve but to me, Eaton hovers around the bottom end of that top five and doesn't
0: quite make it. I don't think, but let's let's have a look. Oh, let's see. I will put I will put him on the the uh, on the on the long short list, and we'll we'll get to them in in the end. Um, I've got one more name to uh, to mention, and he crosses over with Bobby Eaton. They were tag team partners, oh. indeed. I believe oh. they were part of the greatest stable that never really got anywhere. I know exactly who you're talking about the Dangerous Alliance. Is the best ever group of people that never quite got, you know, where they should have been as a group. Everybody individually, mega successful. Do you know the other one, right? Just for five minutes in the year 2000 or so, there was a grouping of Edge, Christian, Kurt Angle and and Chris Benoit. Ever so briefly, all understood. Was it Angle? Was it Angle? It was certainly Edge and Christian and Benoit. There was one other. Shane McMahon had four wrestlers.
1: Oh, he did, didn't he? It, it wasn't might, not, Angle, have been, it it might not have
0: been it might it was, not have been it was, Kurt. Was it Big what, Show? No, it was after Big Show. It was after Big Show had turned. But there was Shane was aligned with he was definitely aligned with Edging and Christian and Benoit. And I'm sure there was one more. I thought it might have been Kurt Angle. If anyone's listening and can chip in on that, do so. But just literally just for a tiny, tiny brief flicker of time, they were like Shane's group um and uh it didn't really come to fruition anyway the dangerous alliance you know you're talking i might not remember even everybody but you're talking eaton and you're talking about Arn anderson and you're talking about steve austin and rick rude and oh just what an unbelievable chris martin reckons it was a big show maybe it was a big show but certainly there was that little group of chains in 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 2000 anyway the dangerous alliance under poorly dangerously aka paul Heyman. An unbelievable group that never really grew to fruition, but part of that was a tag team between Bobby Eaton and Arn Anderson, and they were an absolutely fantastic tag team. And here's the thing: not only were they a great tag team, they were probably Arn Anderson's fifth best tag team. If you want to yeah. include him, and if you want to include him and Flair as a team, they weren't a the team a lot, but they were certainly a duo. Um, Arn Anderson and Ole Anderson. Arn Anderson and Larry Zabisco, and of course Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard Arn Anderson was even tag team champions with Paul Roma at one point oh god yeah this is not this is not a list without double a Arn Anderson and if you listen to the Arn show as one of Conrad Thompson's podcasts Arn Anderson will quite frequently tell you he was not one of the great workers of all time and sometimes people go Arn Anderson one of the great workers of all time he really wasn't he was decent, and he was no better than decent. But he filled his role impeccably. He was the enforcer. He was the man he professed to be. He was believable, and he worked unbelievably with others. And as Paul said before, for this group um, of, of, of top five contenders to really work, you have to look at the difference, and look at the difference between Ole Anderson, Tully Blanchard, Larry Zabisco, Ric Flair, and Bobby Eaton and Paul Roma. look at the difference between those six people and you've got six almost completely different characters and they all work with Arn Anderson Mick Conley points out did not he team with Pillman yes he did team with Pillman when yeah, the when the, did, horse, yeah. when the horseman was not really a thing and then it became because Pillman was a horseman essentially for short term before he uh, before he disappeared at the same time that Benoit joined the horseman it was effectively yeah. Arne, Arne, Flair, Pillman and Benoit um, yeah. which might be the most talented iteration of The Horseman. Um, so, yes, throw Pillman in there as well. It's an unbelievable litany of people that Arn could work with. You know, I, there's a reason I left him until last. What a man. Well, firstly, so we don't have to come back to it later,
1: um, but I've been on Reddit and the stable you're talking about was Benoit, Edge Christian, Kurt Angle and The Big Show. Okay. are yeah, it's all fine. All of them. Yeah. And apparently they were loosely called the conspiracy. Well, I've
0: never heard that before.
1: Anyway. But okay. But... Ne- neither have I. But apparently that's that's there. So anyway, back to Arn Anderson. I have to set my biases aside on this one a bit. Arn Anderson has never done all that much for me. As a, as an individual wrestler, as a talent. As 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 someone I'd like to watch, have, have I ever gone out of my way to watch an Arn Anderson match? The answer is no. There's not one single Arn Anderson match I've ever said, ooh, I must go back and watch this. Or I must, you know, back in, I must make sure I watch this. So I am not, I am not a huge Arn Anderson fan by any means. I think he's a good mechanic, but I think he was a good mechanic with better marketing. I think he was, I think he was held in such high esteem because the greatest wrestler of all time told everyone how good he was. Um, and I think that really, really helped his reputation. That is not to do with this. Uh, he seems like a wonderful bloke, a student of the game and a great you know, servant to the world of wrestling. But I think a lot of it, if, he, if he, him and Flair had never been friends, would Arn Anderson's name stand the test of time? I'm not so sure it would. And, I, I'm and there's not no sure way that... of
0: arguing that's right or wrong. I'm, I'm just, not sure I'm that's just, fair. I'm not sure that's a fair point to bring not, up.
1: Well, it, it's coming; it's leading to something. Okay, um, but the point is, you can't argue, you can't argue that for or against because it's a it, it's a nebulous opinion that, it's, that there's no base in reality. Just a thought. That said, Arn Anderson as a tag team wrestler was exceptional. Exceptional. Um, for some reason, and this is why I I argued it, he argued he should be, we're going to talk about the finalists soon, but he definitely needs to be on our long list because he just worked in a tag team. You know, my I said earlier, I love tag team wrestling. I love it more than singles wrestling. And a lot of that is the ingenuity of teams and the way they can tell more stories with the guys in the ring. Primarily the story of heels cheating and using the, the numbers advantage to their advantage. And Arn Anderson just felt like a guy who, and I hate this phrase, and I'm not going to use this phrase, but you know that modern saying about how, while everyone else is playing checkers, you're playing chess. Well, it's such an overused, cliched pile of nonsense. But Arn Anderson was a chess Mainly master.
0: Mainly because it's, because it's drafts and not checkers, but okay. but <laughs>
1: There you go. Arn Anderson was a chess master. What I loved about Arn Anderson's teams were that, whether it was him or both of the guys in the team, they were always one step ahead, or, or, or felt like they were one, they were outthinking their opposition, and I love that in a heel team. I love the fact that you know you might not we're not the better guys because the heels are tended to you know you portray yourselves as lesser than the baby faces. but nobody outthought Arn Anderson. In kayfabe terms, as, as a tag team general, as a, if you put, if you said, you know, you need a captain of your team. Like if you were putting the Ultimate Survivor Series team together of heels, Arn Anderson's your captain because nobody strategizes in the ring better than he does. And I'm talking obviously kayfabe here.
0: Yeah, and no, he could have
1: done. He could have done all sorts with all sorts of people. And I I actually disagree with you on you know the breadth of his partners. I don't again. I don't think it was they were all massively, massively different. Really, um, not yeah personality wise you don't, yes you don't
0: think you don't think oh you don't think and tully are different you don't think zabisco and Eaton are different and then throw in flair around all of them
1: well not really like you know like i say personality wise you know who they were outside the rings and characters they were but in terms of what's in the ring you know it, it's fairly similar you know no, the, it's, the, the,
0: no it's not it just isn't <laughs> it just it just isn't You cannot... Okay, Zabisco and Flair, I'll give you. They're the same sort of I'm the man sort of thing. But Tully wasn't the same as Flair. They were part of The Horsemen, but they're not similar. They're cocky, but they're not similar. They're not the same sort of wrestler. They're not the same sort of character. Okay, Eaton's totally different, and Oli's a big old grizzly bastard. They're They're not similar. Fair. Okay, well, look, I'm
1: i'll stand down on that one to be fair <laughs> but i not. don't i, I no, don't me, only, on, because I, only, only because i haven't got the argument to back it up and i know when yeah. i'm i know when i haven't quite got yeah. the argument to back it up and it's 10 past nine um, <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway um anyway long story short i think arnold Anderson's a wonderful 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 tag team wrestler but
0: overrated as a talent
1: no i'd agree with that, that i'd agree with
0: that but i that, think he i think he would tell you that fair enough and i know what well, I, would I would say with you
1: what i would say is that qualifies him more than anyone to be on the list yeah, because very, very as awesome. a sing, as a single as a singles guy mayor totally mayor put him in any sort of team wonderful
0: that's exactly so, i think, I think yeah. that's where this this whole discussion is coming from um there's also one other thing we haven't mentioned as far as Arn, and it, it has to be factored in because, um, you know, we talked about tag team wrestling. We didn't say two-on-two tag team wrestling. We talked about tag team wrestling and who has been better in war games than Arn Anderson. Yeah, fair point. When you're talking war games, I'm, I'm not a war games fan, but it was the staple of NWA, Jim Cockett Promotions, WCW, and... And it was almost always the four horsemen, you know, against a combination of, you know, Dusty and Nikita and the Steiners or LOD or, you know, whoever. Um, but you threw out the horsemen and who often went out first or second? And they normally won the uh, the flip of the coin, didn't they? <laughs> so they were always, yep. always going out first. Who did you send oh, out cool. first or second? Arn Anderson. He was, he was the glue that held war games together and that's a tag team enterprise. Yeah no I agree yeah I agree I, would, you know,
1: I think I think we're at the end of our list now. just just really quickly before we discuss the five. is there anyone because I only get two names now and, and I've been prompted to say this by your mention of war games who's out there currently that if we had this conversation in 10 years time would be on the list I'm going to give you two names. okay two names. Uh, and they've teamed together actually, in it, both in NXT. Roderick Strong, but more so,
0: Pete Dunne. To me, Pete Dunne, Pete Dunne is a fabulous show. I've never been a big Roderick Strong guy. To me, Roderick Strong is is is, is the Dean malenko of this era. He's a perfectly acceptable, believable strong wrestler. But I have no desire to watch Roderick. I don't care if Roderick Strong wins or loses. I, I yeah, have nothing, okay. I have no interest in Roderick Strong whatsoever. Um, Fine. He's a good wrestler. But as part very, of the group, he's Very, very, very capable. He is the fourth best out of the group that he's in, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Um You know my or oh, we could have another two hours on the Undisputed Era, who I think I think all four of them are great. I think all four of them play their own. But I think Adam Cole is a babyface, and I think Kyle O'Reilly is an unbelievable heel. They shouldn't be in the same group. Long, 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 long other discussion. But Pete Dunne, yes yes great shout there is, some, there is something missing with Pete Dunn. there is something that means he's never going to be WWE well, Universal Champion but not only that but do you know what good. Pete
1: Dunn does for me Pete Dunn brings out the best in others and the, the you know the one that prompted me is Matt Riddle right mm, you know I I never quite got Matt Riddle never quite saw him. everyone raved about him uh, to the point where, you know, sometimes when you know you're wrong, you know it's you rather than somebody else. And that was me with Matt Riddle. I knew that I was wrong. I knew there was something there. I just couldn't see it. The moment he started teaming with Pete Dunn, I saw it. straight. Pete Dunn is going to be the guy. If he goes this route, Pete Dunn could be the guy. He could be the Bobby Roode. He could be the Cesare. He could be the Arn Anderson. He will bring out the absolute best. He yeah. could be the greatest straight man in the history of wrestling if he goes that yeah. route. He will bring 100%. out the best. And everybody, he he plays with, and he will turn the he will magnify those personalities and bring out the best aspects of those personalities. I, I really hope Pete could be a great singles wrestler, but he can be an all-time phenomenal legend as a tag team wrestler.
0: Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. That is a really, really, really strong shout. There's a few other people that we haven't mentioned that we could have mentioned along the way. Um, I feel that like we could have we could have talked about either or both of um, Chris Daniels and Kazarian, um, mm-hmm. you know, for the roles that they perform within their particular teams. And again, sometimes it's part of a group. I think one of the strongest groups, factions in TNA history was the group that was essentially Fortune, um, and morphed a couple of times because it had four or five or six different people in it. But, um, you know, that was a good group and all of the people that contributed to that. Um, I wouldn't have said Bob Holly was a million miles away from having a bit of a conversation. Sean Walkman, Ditto teamed together, had other decent teams. You know, there's other people that we've missed off a- along the way here. But um, uh, in terms of, you know, the future, hell of a shout. I mean, that is, I hope the hope for Pete Dunne's sake, he has even he an even better career than that. But I, I think if, if in 10 years' time we're talking about Pete Dunn being one of the all-time great tag wrestlers, Because here's the thing, folks, not everyone can be a main eventer. If you have in your career, if you aspire to be a wrestler, and in your career, you're Lance Storm, you've had a great career.
1: Lance Storm's one of the other ones ones I wanted to talk about. Uh, And not enough to carry on this conversation, but him and and Chris Martin in the comments has just mentioned one other as well. He's mentioned Rick Martel and Tito Santana. Certainly Tito Santana was one that I, 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 I... we've gone past it now we need to narrow down this list but um but yeah i think
0: there's this we could have we could have had three or four conversations on this there's so much there's so much depth yeah and and if we've missed anyone off folks it's not because we hate them and it might be because they've just sort of skipped our mind but if they have skipped our mind there's a reason they've skipped our mind you know because they haven't quite um hit to the heady heights right we've got nine names paul Remind on, me. I on our the right list. Down. They are in the order I wrote them down. So these are not necessarily the order I think of them. They're not necessarily in alphabetical order or in year order. They are simply the order in which we spoke about them and what we have come up yep. with. We have Owen Hart, Eddie Guerrero, Edge, Kofi Kingston, Terry Gordy, Cesaro, Kane, Bobby Eaton and Arn Anderson. I'll say them again. I mean, Hart, Eddie Guerrero, Edge, Kofi Kingston, Terry Gordy, Antonio Cesaro, or Cesaro, I should say, Kane, Bobby Eaton, and Arn Anderson. What say you, Paul Benson, that you come up with five, I'll come up with five, as our top fives, right? And if we agree on people, they're in automatically, and then we'll fight over the others. What do you think about that? Perfect. Well, I yep. have... So I, guys- I have a five while Paul is trying to do his five because I've well, rather thrown that on him. Um, I'm not quite sure what he plugged um, while I was uh, off um, just making myself feel more comfortable. Um, but I will say Sunday, we're really looking forward to Sunday. Sunday is always a fun night of the week. Sunday is our quiz night live here on YouTube Live and Facebook Live, 8 p.m. on Sunday. Um, am I? Did you say or am I allowed to say what there might be on Sunday? Have you already said it? uh no don't mention it yet because i've got to get final sign off so okay. no don't mention it but, might, um, be, but might, it, might be might be something cool on sunday might be the week after that's all i'm allowed to say well it might be coming
1: it'll be something cool every sunday it's not just a one-off
0: no 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 i know it's gonna i know it's gonna be regular but i'm saying we don't know when it's going to start yeah uh, i uh, gotcha i've, we are, I've got we my five by the way we are working on something that will make your sundays even better that's all we're saying um and are we going to do our little um extreme rules preview this week are we going to do eight till ten this we, week so we're doing a we absolutely will i'm going to stay so, i'm off
1: work next week i'm on
0: holiday next week so i'm going to stay up for extreme rules okay so so, anyways, uh, as far as yeah, as far as sunday goes we will be on from eight till ten the quiz normally lasts until around about half past nine but we'll stick around until 10 o'clock to do a little bit of a uh, an extreme rules extreme rules horror show uh chat and there may or may not be a few extreme rules or extreme fiend things in the quiz. We will see. Anyway, I've got my five. Have you got your five, Paul Benson?
1: I've got my five. So let's, why don't you just go through the nine. Tell me whether you've got them and I'll tell you whether I've got them. Okay, the nine that we have are Owen Hart. These are your five, are they?
0: No, 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 no. You said uh, all right, nine. okay. You said it, the yeah, nine again. Sorry. I thought gotcha. you were okay. going to go Owen, yes or no? Sorry,
1: sorry, no, no. I've written down you different, that's all. Sorry, okay. Owen Hart is 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 a no actually okay okay
0: let's let's change this give me your five okay edge eddie guerrero kofi kingston cesaro and kane okay how many of your five do you think i have in my five one I, I've got two, <laughs> if you five. <laughs> right. Buckle so in, into folks. the Buckle into in. the fi- into the final five, go Edge and Cesaro. Okay. I, I have it. I have Edge and Cesaro, and you have Edge and Cesaro. So they so are, who, who, so... they are locks. Now we need to do the ones that didn't go in either of ours, right? Tell me who you haven't got in yours that I didn't. So I've, uh, the ones
1: I haven't got are Owen Hart, Terry Gordy, Bobby Eaton. And Arn Anderson. So, by the process of elimination, the only one you haven't got is uh, Owen Hart. Uh, Owen is not in my list. So Owen is a Owen's a goner. So neither, so neither, Bobby,
0: neither, neither of us said Owen. Yeah.
1: Neither of us said Owen, so he's out, sadly. Um, and then. That's really funny, actually, because I, I nearly put Owen in instead of Edge. So we were, we nearly only have one. <laughs>
0: okay. well, I was fairly I was fairly certain on Edge from a, from a long way out. So, um, OK, so my other three, we've both agreed on Edge and Cesaro. My other three are Arn Anderson, Terry Gordy and Bobby Eaton. OK, so Edge and Cesaro are locked. They are
1: in the five. OK, so we basically need to mark. So we've got Eddie, Kofi, Kane. Eaton, Arn, and Gordy. Right, so here's the fair thing, what we're going to do. You're going to pick one of your three, I'm going to pick one of my three, and then we're going to argue over the last one. Okay. So you go first. Pick one of your three. Pick your absolute block that you cannot have this conversation without.
0: Right. Well, I know he's not going to get votes from the people when he gets to the vote, but I absolutely think this list deserves Terry Gordy.
1: Okay. So Terry Gordy is in. I'm trying to take this as slowly as possible because I absolutely cannot decide between these three. Um, And but if I look at it objectively, I know who I want to pick, and I want to pick Kofi. But I'm picking Kane.
0: I would pick Kane out of your three. I'm picking Kane. Because what I was going to, be to before you decided to do it this way around, I was going to say I'll pick one of yours and you pick one of mine, right? And I right. would have picked Ke- I would have picked Kane of your three. I would have picked Kane.
1: Okay, I I probably would have picked Iron Anderson off yours, but anyway, we've got one spot left. So what we're going to do is we're going to tournament this, mate.
0: So you pick okay. one of your two. I'll pick one of my two, and then we'll have a we'll have a we'll have an argument. Those of you that are in the room as well, fire your opinions at us as well. We've got four left. We've got Arn, Arn Anderson, Bobby Eaton, Kofi Kingston, and Eddie um, Eddie Guerrero. Not Eddie Kingston. And he said Eddie Kingston. He doesn't quite fit into the list. <laughs> he's good. He's good, but he's not on this list. So, Arn, Bobby Eaton, Kofi Kingston, Eddie Guerrero. Oh, I see. I'm, I I wanted to say Bobby Roode as well, but I accept that he's not quite on the list.
1: Um, well, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna make my choice right really easily. And I, as much as I love and want to advocate for Eddie Guerrero, if I'm literally putting him up on a one-on-one shout against Kofi Kingston, Kofi wins. In terms of tag team wrestlers, it's Kofi all the
0: way. Okay, so well, Kofi's uh, I mean, my nomination. and and listen, Arn Anderson is above Bobby Eaton. And right. I and I and I love Bobby Eaton, and I cannot believe he's not in this top five. But because um, I'd have Bobby Eaton. Well, well, I don't know. I mean, I had a five, and I had—I'd have all of my five ahead of all of your five because that's the, the nature of the beast. So I can't believe that Eaton's not in the list, but Arn is above. Arn is above him. So it's it's Arn Anderson versus Kofi Kingston. Right. Okay.
1: So why don't we open this up for? Why don't we open this up to the people in the chat? Let's reward them for sticking with us for two hours. Yeah. Okay. Um, and well, let's also
0: take the argument out of ours. It's been pretty close, though, because of the people that comment in. Leanne says Kofi edges it. Chris Marden, on for me. Francis says Arn and Kofi. To be fair to him, he said that before we narrowed it down. Uh, Mick Connolly goes for Ryan Anderson. It's ever so slightly Arn over Kofi, but I it mean, right. it's, it's negligible. It's negligible. Well, it's if really it, close. If, it, if it's a draw, we're putting them both in and making it a six. But um, we've never we've never done that before. We've never before. broken ranks. We've always always been fierce and stuck to our guns well, and gone for guys, a five.
1: Well, let's see then, guys. Stick it in your comments. Tell us who you want to see in there. Do you want to see the final spot be taken up by Arn Anderson or Kofi Kingston? Who is the best tag team wrestler of, of the two? Who has been the most influential? The most successful? We pitch, of should, teams?
0: We, pit, should we pitch for our two in the in the in the in the mould of the Great Britain's debate when Jeremy Clarkson defended Isambard Kingdom Brunel right. and, and so on and so forth? All right, you've, you've got, got thirty seconds. Final, thirty seconds. Okay. Arn Anderson has the Oh, stop, 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 stop. Are we putting
1: an actual clock clock on it? Yep, you've got 30 seconds and I'm going to stop you.
0: Ready, steady, go. Arn Anderson is a wrestler that epitomizes what we are talking about. He doesn't stand out as an individual, but as a tag team, he betters anyone he's with. It's Flair, it's Tully, it's Oli, it's Eaton. It's so many different people. He, he embellishes what he's about. Kofi's been there. He's been to the dance. He's been there. He's won the title. And however, how many other teams other than New Day is Kofi about? It's a couple that have been short term. Arn Anderson, for life, for the, the development of everybody, Arn Anderson is above Kofi Kingston. Okay. Right. So that's your
1: 30 seconds. Do you want to yeah. time so me?
0: No, not no. You can, you'll, you'll, mind. You'll, you'll know roughly. I'll just tell you to shut up when I'm fed up of listening.
1: Kofi Kingston is oh. the absolute <laughs> epitome of tag team wrestling. He is he is the man that makes everybody else around him better. There is nobody better at, at, at bringing that sympathy on, for bringing his partner in. He can merge well with anyone. He's part of the greatest tag team combination of all time. Um, Kofi Kingston is not only that, but great at garnering sympathy and likability. He's never going to be a great heel, just as Ironman. This is never going to be a great babyface. face. Um, he is just... Mr. Tag Team Wrestling. My cats just chip me up by jumping in my box of Undertaker t t-shirt. <laughs> um...
0: <laughs> right on the thirty-second mark. I think Ooh, I win. Class. I think I win because of that, don't I? What I will say, in, in absolute fairness, by point of discussion, I think that Kofi Kingston and Bobby Eaton are quite similar in the sense that you say Midnight Express, New Day. Absolutely top draw right up there, right as high as you can get in the tag team ranks. Okay, but after that, do me number two and three for Kofi. What's his second and third team? Just give us your votes, guys. Um, let's see whether you want. Kofi no, I mean, with. in absolute seriousness, what's your second? What's your second and third for Kofi? There isn't, mate. There is Be- because, because after the new day you know, it's Evan Bourne, it's R-Truth and it's CM Punk. And it's like, well... Well,
1: Kofi Kingston's the Kings exact... Accept- we they talked about right up. at the
0: start. But, but what you took away from me is you said, basically, you, and you were right in saying that Bobby Eaton, because he wasn't with Arn long enough and because the Blue Bloods weren't high enough, you know, that I can't have Bobby Eaton because there's not enough, really, other than the Midnights. Well, I don't think after Kofi, there's too much after the New Day. But with Arn you've got Oli and you've got Tully and you've got Zabisco and you've got Eaton and you've got Flair and you've got Roma. And I just think there's yeah. so much there as well as the war game stuff. That's, that's my push you're, for on. I, I, I can't amb- see this five that on. You're absolutely right.
1: But I would say that the new day is so, so, so much more, Accomplished than anything Arn has ever done. So again, it comes down to that: is no, it one all-time
0: legendary team, or is it a multiple very good teams? No, I think and it's I, multiple. I, I think, think it's multiple because I, because I think that I don't think Kofi is the man in those teams. I I, I think that well, I look, think that it's a lot to do with the other two as well. As far as I can see, it we've had two votes for Kofi so far, one vote for Arn Anderson. Chris Hatcher said, "Arn Anderson." Where? Sorry, I can't Chris see Martin those. Chris Martin says Arn Anderson. Mick Connolly, Arn Anderson. Chris Hatch, Arn Anderson. Sorry, M- Mick. All right, OK,
1: sorry. No, no, I stand corrected. I didn't see Chris and Mick's. Yeah. So it's 3-2 to Arn Anderson as we speak. So I we're going to give Chris it... F-
0: no, I think it's 3 all. Kofi's Francis mm. says Kofi. Graham says Kofi. Leanne says Kofi. Chris says Arn. Chris Hatch says Arn. Uh, and Mick Conley says, "On oh, it's three. As far as those votes go, it's three all. Right. And Chris Martin, Chris Martin says, controversial opinion, New Day are annoying. Mick Conley, mm-hmm. how can you say New Day are more established than the Horsemen? Good point. Good point. Well, you
1: tell me We're
0: going to we're we're, gonna we're, have to put we're, them we're both put, on. We're, put,
1: we're putting them both on. We're going to six. We're going to six because we're running out of time and patience.
0: Should we just get rid of Kane? <laughs> should we put Arne and Kofi on and go for get rid of Kane? <laughs> no, we should not. Well, we can get rid of Terry Gordy, if you like. Referee's decision is final. Mick Connolly says yes. Chris Hatch says, i <laughs> not, not." Chris. Chris Hatch has no jurisdiction
1: on this podcast this week. I'm afraid. So <laughs> he was. He is a zebra without his stripes. Um, we're putting six on. We'll go for six. Um, I think it's the only fair way if we want to get off this podcast without without, without completely screwing up the ending. So our six are Edge, Cesaro, Terry Gordy, Kane, Kofi Kingston and Arn Anderson.
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, okay, fine. Yeah, let's break the rules just because you can't listen to a, you know, a reasoned opinion you know, looking at history. Who thinks Kofi Kingston above Arn Anderson when it comes to tag team wrestling?
1: Nobody. Well, people. at least three people in the comments and me. And bear in mind, Rob, we've got to stop this podcast before your light disappears because once again,
0: you've yeah, been I too am- tight to put 50p in a metre. I am getting the, it's a bit As we say in our part of the world, it's getting a bit dimpsy, as we say down in Devon. we getting a bit dimpsy and it's getting a bit dark. Can um, uh, you trust the opinion
1: to- of anyone that says that?
0: Great word, Dimpsy, Gene Dimpsy. Um, listen, uh, we will have missed off people as well. Who said earlier on? I saw someone earlier on say, "Can't believe you've not discussed Scott Steiner in more depth." Um, there will be others that we've um, that we've not gone into uh, too much detail with. It's just the way it goes, folks. <laughs> it's, a, it's a massive, massive, massive list, and if this is proving nothing else, this podcast week after week after week, we always talk about it. it's wrestling. You enjoy it. It's our catch line it's our slogan but when we find these topics and we go into depth of them we find so much depth we realize there's so much worth enjoying there's so much worth you know going into you know who else haven't we mentioned we haven't mentioned jim brunzel we could have mentioned the killer bees and the high flyers there's so much so many people that we could have gone into and it's just it's just the way things fall um it's been a spirited argument paul has broken the rules Um, But we will go with those rules. I cannot wait to find out next week when we do the actual tally uh, how much, how many more votes Arne Anderson gets than Kofi Kingston. But to be fair, (laughs) to be fair, I put Terry Gordy on the list, which is a correct thing to do. And Terry Gordy won't get any votes whatsoever because the people that vote will all be under 40. Um, So there we go. Um, So our final list for the first time ever, this is podcast number 11, I believe, of the series of How to Be great. And we are finally breaking protocol. So we've managed to get into five every other week. Um, But today, in the order in which we put it in, um, we are saying Edge, Cesaro, Terry Gordy, Kane, Arn Anderson and Kofi Kingston. They are the final six. They will go through. It's the first time that we have a final six that go into your vote. So please... (laughs) Everyone, and by the way, I'm not I'm, I'm not saying go and vote for iron Anderson, folks. I'm not saying he's my number one choice, because clearly I put other people in front of him, Paul put other people in front of him, and indeed Kofi. But vote for who you think is the right person to vote for. Is it Edge, is it Cesaro, is it Gordy Kane, Anderson, or Kingston? Paul, where can they vote? They can vote at hookedonwrestling.co.uk
1: forward slash vote. And we're recording this for the, for the benefit of those that are watching live. We're recording this on Wednesday night. Um, we will put the poll up first thing Thursday morning. Um, for those that are listening on delay, the poll is live now until, what's the date next Monday? The 20th, until the midnight on the 20th of July.
0: Yeah, each week the poll runs out basically when Raw starts. That's essentially Correct. the rule. Um, so yeah. we, we put the poll up as soon as we can at the end of the podcast. As Paul said, it'll be if you're looking at sort of midday Thursday, that's probably your uh, uh, your rough uh, line for when the poll will be live. And then it'll be live from then until just before Raw starts on Monday night slash Tuesday morning, as far as we are concerned. Phew, that was an epic debate. But what a great topic I have thoroughly enjoyed. I mean, I think I said this every week. I've enjoyed every topic we've come up with. Uh, but some more than others. That sure. was a belter. There was so much depth. I mean, honestly, if we'd have come up with a top five of Owen Hart, Eddie Guerrero, uh, you know, Booker T, Ray Stevens, yeah. and Bobby Roode, that's a good five, you know? Yeah. Totally. And, and, we, and we didn't include any of those. So, and as you know, Mick, Mick has just said, you know, what about Shawn Michaels? I think, as far as Sean goes, you only really you consider Sean with the Rockers. Might as he had short-term tag teams with, you know, John Cena or or Steve Austin or or Kevin Nash or whoever else. You don't really consider him as a, as a tag wrestler. Um, so there's lots of reasons we can all fall out about this. By the way, tell us we're wrong. Start a Facebook. Um, you know, we'll we'll put a Facebook um, comment together when we tell you can, where you can vote. You know, tell us we're wrong in there, and we'll start another discussion. I'm more than happy to weigh in again. Uh, but it's been a fun couple of hours. We hope you've all enjoyed. We'd, we're going to do these occasionally live. We're not going to make it live every week um, because, quite frankly, sometimes Paul and I need to record it at quite short notice at 11 o'clock on a th- Wednesday morning or, or whatever it might be. Um, so Don't that's the that way, that way it goes. Working at, I work at 11 o'clock on a Wednesday morning, Rob. <laughs> Some Sometimes you start work. No, you're so dedicated. You Sometimes you start work at 7 in the morning, work till 11, take your hour lunch break to record the podcast, and start back again from 12 until about 9 at night. So you're I know a, how, you're actually, how dedicated you are.
1: In all seriousness, you're thinking, I, I for six weeks, I had Tuesdays off um, during the whole lockdown period, making up for holidays and stuff. And that was when I was recording it. And I'm saying this because my boss genuinely does listen to this. He's a big wrestling fan.
0: <laughs> and that's true, if you're listening, Martin. Um, <laughs> but he can laugh what he wants I'm not even bullshitting the amount of times I have rung Paul at eight o'clock at night oh are you looking forward to the pay-per-view at the weekend he goes mate I'm working so like I don't I don't care what he says the amount of times I try and ring him at stupid hours and he's still bloody working and I can't get hold of him so he works perfectly fine hours so we're not getting into that debate <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mick, Mick Conley says I can't believe you can get through anything in an hour he's got a point um, yeah he's right uh, he's absolutely yeah. right so what we'll do is, we'll, yeah, as, we'll, 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 as Chris Martin quite rightly says, we'll do this sporadically. and we'll, uh, once, we'll
1: a month, once a month, maybe.
0: Once a month or so, when we think we've got a good topic, yeah. uh, we'll fire one out live. But we are here every week, so please join us every week on YouTube and on uh, all of your podcast providers, including Spotify, and you can watch it or listen to it through hookedonwrestling.co.uk forward slash podcasts, where you'll find not only us, Uh, but several other excellent podcasts which are out there for you. Uh, And I want a little nod to um, the Seconds Away podcast this week, which is a British wrestling podcast, which uh, had Mark Haskins on this week. And I love Mark Haskins. Great wrestler. Lovely fella. Nice family uh and it'll be really interesting i actually haven't listened yet but it's on i've already downloaded it to listen on one of my walks later on in the week because so i'm really looking forward to hearing uh what mark's got to say because i'm a big mark haskins fan uh we will be back next week uh with another one of these we will let you know the topic of next week's podcast over the weekend it's another good reason to tune into the quiz we often drop what the topic for the podcast is going to be during the quiz that will be on 8 o'clock on Sunday night so unless he interrupts me and has anything to say in the wrap up that is it from Showbiz Paul Benson and indeed from me Robert Nickel on the How To Be Great podcast please tune in again next week but before that all we can say really is don't forget this is wrestling so enjoy it we'll see you very soon